Hi, my name is Vanessa Morgan, and you're watching Below the Belt Show. The Below the Belt Show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Right, guys, it's time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt in the House. We are having an incredible show tonight from top to bottom. Top to bottom. That's right. Yes. Let's go ahead and introduce tonight's panel. First of all, I'm Al Soto, your host with the most, here for your weekly pleasure. So let's go ahead and introduce the room. That's right, the one and only, the king of the 80s, the D motivational speaker. <laughs> As opposed to the motivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. And we're still in quarantine mode, aren't we? We are still in quarantine mode. That quarantine beard's starting to look good, man. It's filling in. Oh, I feel like um, Obi Wan. There you go. <laughs> you notice? You notice how short this is? Yes. I shaved the beard. Yes. Was that yes. painful? It was. This is definitely the quarantine look. I, I myself, you might notice a little bit. A fuller beard myself. Oh, yeah, I know. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, went ten, I went 10 years so without shaving. And when I started growing my first beard, there was only one chin. But then when I shaved it off, a second one. Oh, no. oh, no. I don't know how that happened. Now, how was the beard during the summertime? I never had like a big, bushy beard during That's, the summer. Is it miserable? No, nah, no, nah, it's fine. It's not sweaty and horrible. Well, let's introduce the other bearded guy. Might as well. Guys. He is the one and only former member of the U.S. Marine Corps. He is the Captain Big Nick. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Thank you for flying Air BTB. Please keep your seatbelt fastened and your seatbelt straight up. This is going to be a bumpy flight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's you know, go nice ahead. Nice to that because I haven't been on a plane in so long now. Did yes, right? right? What's in our planes anymore? This yeah. is so refreshing to hear the captain. Yeah, I'm not going to be happy eating like a small little bag of peanuts right now. And <laughs> <laughs> last but certainly not least, first time on Below the Belt Show, the lovely and talented. She's an actress. She's a podcast host. She is an entertainment journalist. The list goes on and on. What, <laughs> what else am I missing? She's also a big Star Wars fan. Oh, yeah. See, and, and that's why the economy's bad right now, because she has everybody's job. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only first time on Below the Belt show, Maggie Lovett. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Maggie, 
great to have you on BTV. This is the show I wanted you to be on. I know, cause... for like two years now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this particular show. Tonight's episode. Tonight's episode, because yeah. uh, we're bringing on um, an actress that has the distinction of playing two characters, two different characters, in two Star Wars movies. Her name is Rena Owen. She's a series regular on Siren, which just wrapped at season three. Um, but as far as Star Wars is concerned, in episode two, Attack the Clones, she played Ton Wee, one of the cool alien cloners on Kamino. And in episode three, uh, Revenge of the Sith, she played um, Ni Alivar, senator of the Galactic Empire. So I think it's so cool. We're welcoming Rena on Below the Belt Show. And if you've seen. Another favorite sci-fi um, show of mine is the Orville. Uh, she played a female Mocklin. And uh, if you've ever seen... Um, is, that, is that based on that popcorn guy? That the Mock... You mean Orville Redden? The Orville? Oh, no. Yeah, is that about him? <laughs> yeah, that's about that. Oh, no. Seth MacFarlane's uh, comedy sci-fi. The Mocklin race is kind of like the Klingon race a little bit. It has similarities, but... The Mocklins have some very unique characteristics. They celebrate urinating once a year. They call it a Jaluja, which is insane. Um, they also, um, they're also a male-dominated species, and sadly, there's some social injustices with uh, their alien race because they don't um, welcome the, the the female species of the Mocklins. Um, and in fact, they try to convert them. And, and 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 have them to have a sex change, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah. I'm really uh, interested to talk to uh, Rena. Can you, send them all, can you send them all here? Send all the female Mocklins here? Yeah. Are they hot? Okay. <laughs> are they hot? <laughs> well, how do they, how they look? Go, go Google a Mocklin from... Uh, <laughs> a Mocklin from Orville, Chachi. Let me know Mocklin. if you... <laughs> Orville. So, the, so there's no Redenbachers on this show, right? No. No. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, so so are the Mocklins with the um the wrinkles in their heads. They have wrinkles in their okay. heads, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know what? I mean, it's 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 been it's been tough in this quarantine, so you know, I I went <laughs> I went to turn it down Mocklin. at this point. You're welcoming a Mocklin into um, your yeah. I have to do oh what I gotta gosh. do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, isn't that the next thing we're waiting for? Is an alien invasion? That's the only thing that's left. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Like those astronauts that went up, um, you know, to outer space, and after I was, so, I, was so, I was hoping to like jump on the uh, space shuttle with them. Exactly, like, they escape the yeah. craziness yeah. of yeah. Earth. Take me with you. My Seriously. God. Um. So I know we're not really a political show, but we do have to talk about everything going on in in our country. Um. And um. The the social and racial injustice is going on. We did talk about George Floyd last week. We weren't sure where the situation was going to was going to turn into last week. Oh, now we, we know uh, what happened. <laughs> it's a, pretty much a repeat of um, Freddie Gray times 100 because now every city, almost every city in uh, the U.S. has either had protests which stayed peaceful, it's also or had. Or had protests that went violent yeah. and insane. Yeah, so, all 50 um, states have had protests. And right, around the also, world. I mean, yeah. London and 
mm-hmm. Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, sadly, not all of them were were peaceful. But um, there's an argument that peaceful protest doesn't work. Um, it's not effective. Um, you kind of have to, um, you know, uh, be a little chaotic, which is a sad thing. But at the same time, we hate seeing during a pandemic small businesses um, get destroyed. Uh, we hate seeing national monuments and churches burn. Um, it makes me, it really angers me, but at the same time, it also angers me uh, due to the injustices um, oh, that are happening. So it's like one of those things. Where, where do you put your um, emotions towards? Um, I mean, it's bringing uh, back a lot of memories of Baltimore. What we dealt with um, was about like five years ago. Uh, yeah, what's just, five seeing now? Things, just seeing things burned down, seeing like um, people hurt, seeing like um, businesses destroyed, and and some of them I think have still never come back. I know if not the p- pandemic mm. wasn't bad enough, and now we have, um, you know, a, a lot of the businesses have been looted, that have been destroyed, yeah. and people pe- people getting injured and worse. You yeah, know, it, yeah. I saw this one interview with this um, African American business owner from Minnesota who was trying to open up his um, bar that he was um, starting and it got um, looted and burned and everything. And he had no insurance. And, um, and you know, while he was talking about it on the news, somebody was trying to steal a safe out of the um, bar. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it was like, it affects a lot of people. It's not like getting back at the cops by burning like somebody whose livelihood and he sunk all his money into that business. And luckily a lot of people have come together and had donated um, for right. a GoFundMe to try to help mm-hmm. them out, and plus a lot of the neighbors, the neighborhood got together and helped them clean up and like try to like put some stuff back together. Which, of course, that kind of aspect you don't see on the news either, which is unfortunate. It's something but, to think something to think about with it, though. To to see the other side of the coin after Martin Luther King was shot, there were six days of riots, and it wasn't only after those riots where they really put the laws on the front burner to get passed and then ultimately passed. You know, some people say that those riots were directly responsible to uh, the civil rights movement moving forward. So right. it's going to be interesting to see what the uh, outcomes are going to be after all the stuff that's been happening now, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But one, I mean, the negative aspect about the riots and stuff is that people watch that and if people see change come after that you have a lot of lunatics um thinking like oh well if i do violence and maybe what i want to change is going to change too and like that's how people who like you know are fanatics or like you try to blow up like an abortion clinic or if you have religious fanatics who try to like fly planes into the world trade center and and, you know you know different things different things i think are like have noble causes compared to others but i mean you get these lunatics that you know are going to resort to um, violence and um, and and they have and everybody and, who does violence people, everybody who people does have violence been killed. Head, they think they're doing it for a noble cause you know whether it is or not you know like, like even these terrorists they think they're doing it for a noble cause whether it's for their religious beliefs or whether America has wronged other countries you know in in, in their beliefs um, so it, it's dangerous and people who I've seen a lot of people condone violence and but yet I've seen nobody offer up um, their address online saying, well, come right and burn my house, come right and burn my business. Cause it's, it's okay if it's somebody else's business, but when it's theirs, you know, they're not offering up um, their stuff to be um, burned and, and rioted. But yeah, I definitely understand the anger for the, um, for, for, you know, 
everything that's going on. But um, and I also think the media is not focusing on the peaceful protests. It's mostly peaceful protests, but of course the media is going to focus on the people who are looting and rioting and stuff like that, which is unfortunate. You know, it's and like on the news, you don't see. Um, I saw the video clip of this one um, cop that got um, that got um, separated from their group of, of other police um, police officers, and I saw a group of the protesters actually surrounded the cop to protect the cop. You know, from anybody in the crowd trying to attack the cop who was then by themselves. I saw the video of that online, and you don't see that much on the news because the news is not going to show that. But it's it's a lot of good um, still out there even during all of this um, chaos. Yeah, a couple days ago, I saw this um, crazy video of two cops, I think, from Seattle arresting a protester. One of the cops removed the other cop's knee from the protester's neck. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's just 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 I guess a possible way that had that happened during um, George Floyd's um, murder. Um, none of this would have happened. And people say, okay, there's other incidents that would have happened. There's still racial and social injustice in the world, but it wouldn't, you know, that particular incident wouldn't have been the catalyst for all this. Right. Yeah. George yeah. would still be alive, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And there was plenty of opportunities. I mean, how many times did he say he couldn't breathe? He couldn't oh, breathe. Right. And the yeah. other cops just stood there like, not my problem. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that, yeah. I think that aspect has people like probably the most pissed off is that nobody stepped in to help, you know, that's all right. the cops and like, you know, and that's all I had to take is like somebody just telling him to stop, you know, you know, and, and now those three officers have finally been charged. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Like yeah. if that was, if it was a civilian altercation mm-hmm. and three people just stood around and watched a guy get murdered, they'd all get thrown in jail for accessory. And that's right. yep. exactly, that's exactly what happened. That happened. So yep. aiding and, and abetting. As it, as it is, there's no, there's no real precedent set currently to actually get them potentially incarcerated so there's a whole reform that really needs to take place in, in order to get somewhere to have yeah. progress yep. yeah also yeah. I mean, there's, um, there's such a brotherhood with the police force and i understand the, i understand them being a brotherhood but they also have to like step up when when one of the brothers are doing wrong exactly. you know and like, yeah and hold each other accountable right right and, and yeah. because if they don't do that then it just makes it worse for the whole um police force one mm-hmm. thing, one reform I saw that I think would actually do a, a serious amount of change is to remove internal affairs from that direct department and make it an external department. Mm-hmm. So instead of having a group of guys that have been cops together for years and then one of them goes to internal affairs, but they're all still buddy buddies, you have an entirely separate department that handles that, that investigates it separately. So there isn't right. that thin blue line code, you know, the oh, people yeah. that are doing shitty things get arrested and thrown in jail like they're supposed to oh yeah yeah and i i, I had a friend who was in internal affairs um for you know probably a couple of years um he's not anymore he's in other parts of the police um department but i mean he definitely got treated different when he was in internal affairs by the other cops even yeah, so instead point. of them looking at it as okay this is a group trying to keep us honest you know or trying to like protect the integrity of the uh, uh, your force, you know you're, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. well i mean look I was, how many uh, cops are like lashing out at people at these protests on camera with body cameras on doing all of these things right. and it's like yeah. you're you're being watched you right. know what you're doing right and that's what was so in, infuriating about mm-hmm. this george floyd thing that the cop is staring right at the camera somebody's filming him they had body cameras i believe yeah, that still wasn't enough for them not was to not like, enough. murder no somebody mercy. on camera. Yep. You know? So um, Derek Chauvin actually is now being uh, charged with second degree murder as opposed to the initial third degree murder. So 
that yeah, should, it wasn't an accident. Yeah, so yeah. It, it it should now, I you know, the family pro- is probably happy with that. You know, they feel like justice is uh, being served a little better. Um, so, but yeah, you mentioned you know the the, exa- the excessive force of of the the police now with all the protests. Um, you know, our fellow journalists, people covering the media, have been um, the on camera. Part. On camera, yes. Yeah, that part's uh, wild. A CNN yeah. um, uh, correspondent arrested, and uh, I was watching that live when that was happening. That yeah, morning. it was yeah, absolutely right? insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Poor Omar. Omar was one of them. Um, there was another MSNBC um, um, journalist as well that also uh, that also was arrested yeah. as There's well. There's been a so. number that have been shot in the faces, shot in the cameras. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yep. With the uh, verbal bullets. You know what? I think that was the MSNBC uh, reporter. That was a rubber bullet, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. So, so I should let Maggie know just to give you a little background. Al mentioned I'm a former Marine. Yes. More specific, I'm a former Marine military policeman. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I got out of the military. I spent seven years as a law enforcement instructor. Wow. I don't do any of that now. In fact, I'm unemployed right now, so I'm just hanging out. But, <laughs> well, I heard they're hiring. Uh, oh, fuck no. No, I'm not. <laughs> so, so obviously, do you, do you feel that there needs to be some kind of reform? 110%. Absolutely. Um, I can tell you just from the things that I used to teach officers, um, for one, there is no written document that says you're supposed to put your knee on the back of anybody's neck. That is actually quite the opposite. You don't do that. Um, the same thing with chokeholds and shooting people in the face with rubber bullets. Those are all Bugaboos. You're, you're not supposed, supposed to, to be shot low and bounce. Yeah. So you're supposed yeah, to either reflect off the ground, right, or hit meaty area, meaty extremities, so shoulders, right. biceps, and thighs and calves. You're not supposed to sit, hit anybody in the chest, the neck, or the face with them. But we see how that's going. Yeah. Uh, it's just insane. Of course, in D.C., close to home here, guys. Uh, I, know. I mean, tear gas was used for for protesters for. For Trump to get his photo up uh, with the Bible at St. John's Church, unbelievable. Um, <laughs> I we don't live know, in a man. very strange world. It, it's a very, very, very strange world. Um, but um, and then <clears throat> social media—you got to be really careful about social media because, you know, for one, you can't say all oh, lives matter. Um, and now it's considered controversial because. Um, at this current point in time, it's 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 the it's our blacks black friends and brothers and sisters that are um, are suffering. Um, and uh, the message is clear that it should be hashtag Black Lives Matter. Um, and um, it's just you know if you're more upset about the protesting uh, and the looting more so than the injustices, you're more upset about Colin Kaepernick kneeling um, is something that you have to be um, you know very very sensitive about. Um, and it's crazy because I've seen uh, people arguing on social media about this issue. And, uh, you know, we have friends from all walks of life. I'm sure all of us yeah. do have some that are, mm-hmm. are slant on the conservatives, some that slant on the uh, yeah. liberal side. But, um, you know, it, it's it, it's just something that we, we just uh, kind of all have to uh, unify and agree that what happened is just should 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 there should be change. There should be change instilled. Um, with police um, handling 
our citizens um, in particular are um, are black citizens. So that's yep. basically what it boils down to, man. Um, as far as like this in Hollywood, well, um, Hollywood's been really um, generous with the uh, with with the situation. In fact, J.J. Abrams um, and Bad Robot Productions has donated um, money, um, two hundred thousand each of the following groups: Black Lives Matter, L.A., Black Future Labs, uh, Community Coalition, Equal Justice Initiative, and Know Your Rights Camp. Um, the Brooklyn Nine Nine cast. Um, they have made a $100,000 donation to the National Bail Fund Network. So, um, you know, a lot of the protesters that have been uh, getting arrested, the the celebrities um, are concerned, uh, I guess, with their well-being and then they feel that 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 they're um, that need they should be bailed out. Um, and is this um, money going right to the protesters, or is it going to the people rioting, or is there no distinguish? Um... I think it's the, the bail funds don't really have that much of a distinction. It's to help anybody who gets arrested by the cops in states that have bail funds. So there's a bail fund here in Virginia as well. That's just kind of blanketly helping anybody who can't pay for their own bail. Yeah. And I think that's what's, what, what's happening in this case. Yeah. Um, Seth Rogen was one of those people. He's very, uh, he um, <clears throat> contributed to the Minnesota freedom fund and he was also on social media. Um, <laughs> Saying fuck off to anyone that says all <laughs> lives matter and fuck you to says all life matter. Um, but then there's also celebrities that are a little controversial. Evan Peters apparently <laughs> yes. uh, retweeted something. Yeah, so he got backlashed uh, for retweeting um, um, someone that posted with the caption, I can... Watch these piece of shit looters get tackled all day, and uh, apparently he is apologizing, but admitting he accidentally retweeted yeah. the video. Um, I don't. I mean, should we believe him? <laughs> should we believe that? No. I don't know. That's bullshit. <laughs> that's totally bullshit. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> so yeah. No, but I mean. Yeah. I mean, maybe that was insensitive, but I mean, are people yeah. defending the looters now? Like. It, True. What's funny about it is that yeah. people talk about the looting, and naturally, it's awful. You don't want to destroy property or destroy somebody's livelihood. Right. Um, but something um, Trevor Noah said is that there is no right way to protest. And I'm not defending the looters either. That's like right. I said, Trevor I mean, Noah did say that. I, yeah. don't, I love Trevor Noah. Yeah, I don't think something that you work your whole life for should just simply be destroyed off the right. of casualness of somebody else's rage but you know there isn't a right way to protest so no but but also a lot of these celebrities There's... are behind large gates in these protected neighborhoods and oh yeah have to deal oh, with yeah. um looters and anything they own getting yeah. um burned that's down. the other part of the equation too is that they're not looting in suburbia because yeah. when you go to a suburban neighborhood you're far more likely to be killed by the homeowner inside so they're not going to do yeah. that they're going to ransack businesses right. to because but, they want to break stuff some business owners have struck back yeah, yeah. And you ever heard, died. Of the, heard of the roof koreans the what so so back in the, they're called roof koreans so back in the la riots <laughs> roof koreans in uh, 1992 um, Korean shop owners were staged up on their roofs with semi-automatic rifles protecting their 
property and they are and they were ultimately called roof koreans and that in the shooting community in the gun community it became kind of a famous moniker and and it kind of came back with everything that's been happening now you know people defending their their businesses by standing on the roofs with ar-15s oh wow you know yeah and that's why all this violence creates more violence and you know the violence that, starting with of course um um you know the um death of um of um george of george yeah i mean that's yeah. the thing i mean what what is the best way to protest i mean that's that's the the question yeah. so halsey um was actually uh, protesting in los angeles and she actually mm-hmm. sustained a bruise um after being hit by a rubber bullet she actually uh, recently dated evan peters i don't think they're together anymore they're not dating anymore they're no. not dating anymore okay no um but halsey was right right in the mix of everything she said that fire bullets uh, fired rubber bullets at us we did not breach the line hands were up unmoving and they gassed and fired Mm-hmm. I should tell so, you what, yeah. what rubber it's... bullets feel like because I've been shot by them. Yes, a few times. please, please. Training, not for the other reason. Um, it's basically like getting hit with a paintball, but with about twice the power. So it really feels like someone's throwing a fastball at your body, and it's yes. painful. And it's meant to, you know, it, it's meant to be a quote unquote non lethal. In fact, they call it less lethal um, measure to stop. Uh, an aggressive assailant. Um, when I was a cop, there was somebody that was high on PCP, butt naked with a knife mm-hmm. trying to kill people. And we brought him down with rubber bullets and were able to save his, save his life. You know, he was arrested for assault and with a deadly weapon, a bunch of other stuff, but he didn't have to die. And is, that's that's what those are supposed to be used for. Is there a possibility of fatality with a rubber 100%, bullet? hundred percent. Absolutely. You can okay. get shot. You know, if you get shot in the temple and you're close enough, it'll absolutely kill oh, you. Yeah. And um, there's already been multiple people who have lost their eyes Jesus from being like, you know, there's at least three horrible. people I've seen on Twitter who have had their like left permanent, or right eye permanent removed. blindness in an eye. Absolutely, and that's excluding people who have any health issues, children, elderly. If any anybody who's not an able-bodied person gets shot by one of these rounds, it could absolutely kill them. And there was at least one story. I, I don't know the validity of it. Um, there's been so many stories. It's hard to keep track, but of a pregnant woman who got shot in the stomach with the rubber bullet and she uh, lost her child. Oh my so, like, God. It's, it's oh, definitely yes. like mm. it can pack punch. Yeah. Rubber bullets are not the, the correct answer for protest. No. I don't think. No. Especially the ones that are not, not being violent. If you're yeah. Yeah. Using tear gas and rubber bullets on protesters that, that just have to move. My gosh. I mean, there's certainly other methods you could use, but uh, there are. Yeah. Um, unbelievable, guys. Well, um, is there anything else that anyone wants to touch on before we move you, on to uh, did more you see exciting John stuff? Boyega's, John Boyega's um, yeah, uh, protest Finn. today? Finn, Finn, yeah, Finn yeah, Star what Wars, Finn and Star Wars uh, stood up for him. They mm-hmm. posted a big thing saying they supported everything that John said, much to the um, anger of some sections of the fandom. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely read the comments on Facebook and you know, Twitter, I, and it is I, real. I need to check that out. I did see his initial um, video post um, yeah. about Ahmad Aubrey. Yes. I, do you recall that one from a while ago? Yes. So. Um, yeah, he went to the uh, London protest today, and he got up and he spoke and basically said, like, I might lose my career for this, but fuck that. Like, yeah. I have to speak yep. out. 
That's so. exactly what he said about like, Star Wars is like, you're good. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Like, like, Star Wars is about rebellion. Star Wars is yeah, about like, standing up for the people who can't stand up for themselves. So, yeah. I mean, rebellions are built on hope. Yep. Yes, I've heard that quote before. Yes. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I love it. So, um, if anyone else has anything to add, I'd like to move on to other topics. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm gonna, hopefully good comes out of this. I mean, hopefully, yeah, we, we um, want yeah. good to come out of this. Yeah. Um, we're, we're hoping that everybody that's now um, locked up, uh, the four officers are locked up. Maybe um, you know, some protesters will feel that that yeah. justice is <laughs> being served. I know not. I, I'll agree say that everyone justice is served when he gets convicted because right. yes. they can charge him all he wants. It, uh, let yeah. let any one of those four guys get off, and it'll be more of this because right. yeah that's what happened with rodney king yeah they had right. him so, on video beating the shit out of a guy they all should have gone to jail and none of them oh, did yeah. all right so yeah I, mean, I mean i think people need to have honest conversations and i think even in the future people need to be honest about different incidents and like i mean there's going to be more people shot by cops and you know a lot of them are going to be just sadly it's not an isolated incident you know yeah. but yeah. i mean there's gonna be a lot that are going to be justified too because um you know, there's going to be people who like pull guns on cops. And there's going to be that kind of stuff. So it's got to be a case by case issue that people are honest and look at. And when they do wrong, then they have to be called out that, that it was wrong. There's got to um, be some personal responsibility. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. On a side note, changing the subject slightly, Chach, you have the whitest, straightest teeth I've ever seen. Well, thank you. Very nice straight teeth. <laughs> but I, do you use uh, crust whitening strips or? No. No, just have, na- just, just have just naturally good tooth hygiene. I use toothpaste. Yeah. You use toothpaste. You're like a normal yeah. human. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, right well, before this um, call, I was outside walking with my um, little nephew. He's three years old. And like, we live in a pretty um, diverse neighborhood where I live. And um, he walked up to this little um, African-American kid that's outside playing. And like his, his, um, you know, mom was staying there and like maybe aunt or whatever. And like, they're just talking to each other. Like it's nothing. And like, I don't think he's ever even said like, Oh, why is that kid a different color or whatever? Why they kid look different than me? Like, I don't think it's ever even been brought up in his eyes. Like, he just doesn't, like, see any difference. He sees a little kid, and he's walking to the kid, and he's showing him his, um, exactly. Toy, Story sh- his Toy Story shirt and stuff like that. And I think it's how we always have been on this show. I mean, if you see over the years, I mean, we've had probably every race co-host um, on this show, you know. Um, right? Sex and Creed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had, um, you know, we have um, funny, like, Jewish co-hosts. We have um, great um, black co-hosts, um, you know, uh, an amazing white co-host. Um, oh, yeah? Who's that? And then, and then, you know, whatever the hell Al is, we have him. Oh, of course! <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, and then also, oh, like, a lot, of great know, females, mama, <laughs> a lot of great females like, who are both beautiful, smart, and then, um, you know, no pop culture. But, you know, there everybody we had on the show, we never, I don't think we ever have been like, you know what, we needed, like, um a black person on the show and we just got the best people that we could find and they every race so i think there we're really great i mean some of the best people um that we have on the show uh, i think um i think america could learn a lot from below the belt show yes yes well said well said <laughs> listen to more btv guys and of right. course of course um we have to promote Maggie's other outlets, if you could. Yes. Before we get into uh, so, world of entertainment. Yes. Um, so I write. I am the uh, managing editor at Your Money Geek for Entertainment. Um, I just started that job thanks to COVID. Because um, uh, some benefits I, I of COVID, that. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Thanks, COVID. Yeah, my, my People my are boss. getting jobs instead of losing jobs. Yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> so, my new yeah. boss 
at your money geek actually found me on Twitter when I was talking about being unemployed. So that is how I landed this job. Um, I also podcast over on two different shows. I just came on as a host on the Star Wars Friends show, um, which awesome. live shows on Saturday. And we also do podcast weekly. Um, and then I also am the host and co-owner of Petticoats and Poppies, History Girls at the Movies that I run with my best friend, Nicole. Uh, she is a film credit film critic and um, has a degree in history. I also have a background in history and work in uh, film. So it was kind of natural for us to merge those two uh, loves into a podcast. So, so history. What are you, like the female Ryan Seacrest? <laughs> you're like 14 different shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and you're now um, get, you're guest on a podcast. Yeah, and I, I guest host on a lot of podcasts. I think I've already been on five, six just started doing all these podcasts back in January. Yes. So you used to be shy about podcasts and now this yeah, is Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I even run one. <laughs> there you go, guys. But, but yeah, of course, uh, Maggie and I know each other from many sets, many, so, sets. many film sets, television sets, great film and TV productions like Messiah and Wonder Woman 1984. I think that's where yes. you first one, actually. Um, and uh, yeah, lots of really good productions. So, uh, Awesome. We cannot wait. So this is going to pivot to our, our next topic is productions returning, film and TV productions. When will they return? Uh, well, we're getting some more information. So there is a 22-page white paper, which is basically just like a list of guidelines that uh, productions will have to follow. It was actually delivered to um, Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York. As you know, that's the second biggest market in uh, film and TV production is in New York City. Um they um, mentioned some changes include testing of the cast and crew, periodic COVID-19 testing, um, also um, limiting face-to-face -face contact. I don't know if that's going to happen in film and TV. Um, cast and crew must pa practice physical distancing whenever possible. Um, so when you're two actors in a scene, I guess they're, they're going to have to violate that rule but obviously um the crew have to space out um same with uh, makeup artists and hairstylists they have to wear the appropriate ppe um a lot of changes um maggie um in so craft service buffets will no longer exist honestly i'm so glad to hear that like Why? I, I, okay, so, okay, a so, killing al i know that is Okay, so I love a good crafty and I love a yes. good like buffet food service. Yes. But I I am not what I consider to be like a germaphobe or like a neat freak or anything like that. I've never had an issue. But have you ever watched extras and crew members in a line for food? They are touching everything that they should not be touching. And it's just like hygiene in general is terrible when it comes like to you that. Pick I it up, you smell it, you taste it a little bit, like no, I don't like that. And you put it or back. They'll be like, They'll pick up a, a piece of bread and they'll be like, oh, is this piece okay? No, I'll put this one down. Maybe this one. No. And then let me let me rub my face. Let me rub my face. Let me pick that up again. Nah. Oh, it's terrible. It's yeah. terrible. Just watch people. I mean, obviously so, can't do it now, but so yes, it's meals, so bad. Meals and snacks will be individually packaged or wrapped. Um, avoid shared communal trays or bowls. Eating utensils will be disposable, also individually wrapped. Eliminating paper script and sign-in sheets, um, electronic. I don't know how that's going to work with, oh, I guess doing electronic vouchers. That would be awesome. 
electronic vouchers. Of course, the call sheet, and I guess they're gonna have to revert to digital. Um, 20% Digital, but you gotta you gotta allow more devices then on set, like more uh, tablets to, to be able to handle that. Yeah, um, can clean tablets. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of changes. So um, I guess the big question is when. Um, here in the U.S. is is the big when. Um, as other countries, like we mentioned, New Zealand last week have resumed production on Avatar. Um, I would I would like I'm I'm hearing I'm hearing September. I'm hearing September for the return of production here in the United States, but um, if it's sooner, um, that would it be won't great. It won't be sooner. It won't be sooner. With, with all of these protests, there's going to be a no. second flare-up. We're not going to be oh. back on the film set until January, if that. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Like yeah, on a yeah, large yeah. scale, it's, it's, it's going to be a Just lot. fuck 2020 in its completion at this point. Jesus oh my Christ. God, yeah. yeah. I mean, LA isn't even thinking about it until closer to December. At least that's what they, some of my LA friends have said. Okay. I mean, so, Montgomery County out here, they they just opened up uh, phase one on Monday. Yeah. So are you getting the outdoor restaurant experience? Uh, oh, yet? I still have. I'm, I'm I'm still unemployed, man. I haven't even left my okay, house. Okay, so, so right, right. <laughs> so yeah. in, in in Baltimore, in Maryland, they 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 started the outdoor dining and. Uh, yeah, I mean, here in Virginia, they did too. They did too. So yeah, getting a little cooped up, you know. Obviously. I haven't left since March 13th. You yeah. haven't left. So I've only gone to the grocery store and to a um, like farmer's market business to get produce and that's it. And it's literally like mask gloves, go in, get what I need, mask gloves off, fully sanitized when I get home. So you're taking this very seriously. Yeah. I mean, I live with yeah. my parents, so I'm right. not risking their lives. So I've been the only person that's left the house to get food and stuff. Oh, very, very yeah, Al, Al, did you think that when we celebrated New Year's Eve? Edition City that is going to be this fucked up for 2020. We were so innocent then. Right? <laughs> Think about just how fucked up the year has been. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, a brand new decade. It's going to be so exciting. And the Roaring Twenties. The Roaring Twenties, right. Yeah. Roaring what? There was a plague in 1920 also. Yeah. They roaring, yeah. Like, like roaring like a So let's talk about some of the horrible things that have happened in 2020 so far. Um, the the uh, Australian uh, brush fires yep. in yeah, January. Yeah, World War Three. Yeah, World War Three. Yeah. Kobe yeah. died. Yeah. Kobe Bryant dying Kobe. in February. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe died, and you're like, man, this is it's gonna be the worst thing that happened in in 2020. <laughs> like, like no. 2020 was like, ha, you thought. Yeah. <laughs> Hold my beer. The, the pandemic, obviously, and yeah. 100,000 plus lives in the U.S. Uh, dying due to it. Um, and now the uh, yeah. the violence and the protests uh, due to the George Floyd situation. So this has been absolutely crazy and we're we're ready into june we're at the halfway point of june already and the fact that uh, productions will not uh possibly return till 2021 is definitely doesn't make it any better i'm I'm waiting to see if the murder hornets come back honestly where have they been yeah we totally lost touch with the murder hornets no murder hornets hornets. i'm ready to to put honey (laughs) <laughs> yeah i was gonna slather my whole body with honey at this point and just walk in there. i'm like the, come on the like, cicadas are there they're supposed to like uh oh, they, yeah they come back this year they come back oh this yeah year too. big time oh my goodness and it's um, supposed to be the the hottest summer on record i think um yeah i think those mines were off in their um yeah prediction at the end of the yeah. world yeah. it's 21 not 20 or not 12. right um let's it's see so first. everybody wants to go back to the movie theaters um Nah. Uh, so movie theaters in France will open this month 
and uh, on June 22nd, um, uh, with over 2,000 cinemas. However, in the U.S., um, not yet. Um, although Cinemark has announced that um, they are going to work when they do open, they will require all employees to wear masks, but not the guests. Obviously, do you want to sit through a two and a half hour movie with a mask on? Probably not. Um, no one's so, going to do that. Yeah, no one's going to do that. Obviously, they're, they're really suffering. Um, I feel bad for the movie theaters. Obviously, that's you know where we love to see the big blockbusters, all our superhero sci-fis. You know, we want to see that on the big theater and the big screen. Yeah. And, yes. Uh, Unfortunately, um, if the theaters don't open, we're looking at in the comfort of our own living rooms. Um, yeah, which I think with Trolls, they made a ridiculous amount of money off Trolls. They did. At home. They I sure mean, did. The thing onward. is, is that people I, with onward. children are going to, yeah, Onward did fantastic. I mean, people with children are going to want to watch movies at home, at least have the option to spend a little bit more, have it for 48 hours. They're going to keep buying it. Kids love right. watching movies. You know, but like for, for me, like I want the theaters still to have the first run because I mean that's yeah. I mean because people can always get the movies at their home like afterwards and like it's only like what three months now from when they drop in theaters. It's not like you know a year away like how it used to be back in the day. Right. So yeah. I mean, I hope the theaters still last. I, I love that kind of format. I think it's the only way to see a a big movie. You know, like I mean, like for like yeah. Wonder Woman, um, I want to see that on a big screen. I want to hear it, you know, with oh uh, heck yeah, the perfect oh, sound. Oh, I want to pause know? it and take myself out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and see the Cal Drogo, the DMV, Mr. Lion Beckwith, in all his glory. Oh <laughs> yes. Shout out and to Lion. Brandon, don't forget Brandon. Brandon Thane Wilson and uh, the rest of the great cast of that movie. Um, so uh, theme parks are another big thing that we want to re- reopen. Um, so Universal Studios. Are ur- is urging LA County officials to allow them to reopen mid-June, um, between mid-June and July 1st, uh, if they can do it safely. Um, you know, the th- thing about theme parks, they can probably reinforce social distancing and limit, um, you know, park admission. So I know we talked about Disney World because they want to reopen too. Um, but can they though? I mean, they, you think about. I mean, I haven't been to a theme park in a while, but. They're urging I mean, uh, the county. The amount of people that go to the theme parks, man, you can't social distance waiting in a stuffy line or sitting on a ride with somebody. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how that's possible either, but they're they're targeting. They're gonna uh, find a way. They trust me. These they they're gonna have to limit how many people need to park. open up. They're gonna find whatever they need to do, whether it's over the top or what, to get yeah. back and going, and not to be blamed for any kind of um, you know, spike or anything. Yep. Yeah. This takes me to Star Wars theme park news at the Galaxy's Edge. So Disney is hoping to lure Star Wars fans back to its theme parks when they're allowed to reopen, hopefully. Um, They're going to – oh, this is pretty exciting. They're actually going to feature um, an immersive um, entertainment studio, and it's going to be a virtual reality experience that extends the storylines – and will feature iconic new characters from the Star Wars universe. Um, iconic what? New characters, you said? New characters, yeah. I'm tired of these new characters. Yeah. You're, you're tired of, you're <laughs> the, you like the OGs, huh? Yes. <laughs> uh, so let's move into movie news. So James Cameron and producer John Landau just uh, arrived in New Zealand um, to resume fil- filming the Avatar film series. Yep, Avatar. We have Z- new Zealand Zero coronavirus cases 
Let's nah. be like New Zealand. Can we be like New Zealand? Seriously. <laughs> um, but I think that's. I think the only one excited about um mm-hmm. about it, this new Avatar movie is James Cameron. <laughs> is anybody else yeah. really that exciting about it? So, I mean, I'm I didn't sure like once the it, first one. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it, I thought it was o- great. O- like overrated, maybe it, a little it overrated. Looks yeah. Nice, but, yeah, it's oh, great 3D, amazing 3D. It's still a turd, you know. <laughs> I can't remember one thing about. It. I can't remember one single name. I remember the weird tail thing. That's all I, I remember. I just remember that it's Pocahontas with blue space monkeys. And the weird, the, <laughs> the weird way they had those creatures have sex too. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible Seven is supposed to restart filming in September. Well, he can film that because that's going to be in space. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually that's actually remember, other film. I other, remember yeah. I predicted that the first actor that would go into space to film a movie would be Tom Cruise. I predicted that like six really? months ago. I did uh, on BTB. Wow, you're quite the prognosticator. Go back. Cool. Oh, well, you gotta, we gotta go back find out. Find we gotta find out. We gotta find out. All the things predict by 2020. That's what you predict. That's what I predicted. That's okay. what you okay. predicted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for the warning, Nick. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. I think it's an impossible shot in, somewhere in, in, in Europe. Uh, it doesn't doesn't indicate where, but maybe in different countries in Europe. Um, another movie news: uh, Wolfman is in development at Universal. Um, yep, uh, you know they've done the Dracula, Frankenstein, the Mummy, yeah. and the Creature from the Black Lagoon. So they want to do this Universal monster universe or whatever. Um, the but monster Ryan, cinematic universe. Yeah, the monster <laughs> cinematic. MCU. <laughs> right. I get, yeah, I hope they get um, I hope they get Michael J. Fox to um, be the wolf. Oh, that'd be uh, oh no. God. Sorry to tell you, Chachi, that Ryan Gosling oh, is okay. uh, going to be the lead in this one. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Yes, is. I mean, is I love Ryan Gosling, but yeah, I do not be all right. This Wolfman. He'll be all can, right. Can you? He'll make it. He'll make it work. I mean, uh, well, the the Tom Cruise Mummy movie, which is in the same universe. We don't universe. talk about that. We do not talk about that. It's the same universe. <laughs> I don't hey, expect it. Wait, so how is he going to show his abs as a wolf? <laughs> It'll be hairy. <laughs> hairy abs. Yep. <laughs> Other movie news. Let's see. Um... Let's see, Sister of the Groom, a new film, a comedy set at a wedding starring Alicia Silverstone of Clueless fame. Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, she is back. She is back, guys. Um, Set to make a return in this this, um, film, which um, has some really good names attached to it. It's uh, through Sabin Films, which released... uh, Power Rangers? Well, yeah, Power Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. Uh, Jay and Silent uh, uh, Jay, Jay and Silent Bob reboot, you know, um, which was awesome. I, I liked it. Uh, some people I don't en- like it. I enjoyed it. Yes, you enjoyed it. Good. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. And with everything going on, you can see uh, Just Mercy, starring Michael B. Jordan, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel herself, and Jamie Fox as a free download on all VOD platforms the entire month of June. Um, really good movie. Yeah, I'm 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 excited that it's it's going to be on uh, free on video on demand because it is it does discuss systemic racism that plagues our society. Um, so yes, rent it for free on any digital platform um, for the month of June. So that's pretty cool. Um, so you know they still have box office numbers. So they I guess they're drawing box office numbers from drive-in movie theaters. Um, the uh, indie horror film The Wretched is inching towards a milestone. 
uh, topping the box office for a fifth weekend in the uh, weekend in a row, which hasn't been seen since Black Panther in 2018. Um, so the caveat, yes, it's um, it's a film that's done well in the drive-in theaters, and there's no other films being shown right now in theaters other than movies you've already seen and you know films like this, um, The Wretched. Um, which is kind of crazy to think that a very low budget um, indie uh, horror thriller film is the number one movie in America. Um, <laughs> pretty insane. Um, they're also working to a, a sequel uh, of Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, Sonic was actually a big, big hit. And that's one of the movies that's going to be showing at Benji's drive-in theater. I saw Chach, um here in Maryland, um, which any update on when they're supposed to open? I think they're supposed to open soon aren't they like i know they were working on it um that's it's definitely a movie i disliked i know a lot of people liked it and i was just bored the whole time yeah <laughs> like oh. <laughs> i don't know why so many people liked it but i'm looking at benji's now um i think it's yeah i think i saw sonic the hedgehog on there i think it's open now like um June yeah third is actually open now yes okay good 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 yeah. everyone if you know, your support, movie support um Local business in Benji's Drive-In Theater. Um, so I know, Chach, you're a fan of the um, Josh Gad reuniting, reuniting a part YouTube series. Um, they just had a reunion of um, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, with Elijah Wood and Sean Astin, Billy Boyd, Dominic uh, Monaghan, and Viggo Mortensen, Orlando Bloom, Sean Bean, Ian McKellen. So... Um, I haven't got a chance to check it out yet. I watched a couple minutes of it, but uh, um, definitely if you're clamoring for a reunion with the Lord of the Rings um, cast, um, definitely, definitely should check it out. I got to watch the uh, the Goonies one that Josh Gad did, and that one was pretty. Yes. I, I haven't had a chance to check out the Lord of the Rings one yet, but Th that yeah, was a fun it, one. Yeah. I think the Back to the Future one was great, too. Yeah. Like, like. The Goonies one I thought was the answers were too short. Like they didn't give the um, guest enough time to answer the questions he was asking. There because of so many people on the panel, they're jumping from person to person to person. Um, yeah. I thought a half an hour was way too short of a time for all those people. And I didn't watch this the Splash one, or I didn't watch the Lord of the Rings one either. Did um, one for Splash? Yeah, yeah, it was a very weird choice. I mean, they had Tom Hanks yeah. on the panel. Tom Hanks and, um, and um, what's her face? Yeah, you think um, the short length has to do with maybe the asking price of their agents, to be honest. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they, they are getting. Oh, I think they all have donated. They um, oh, they're all doing this for charity. For volunteer. Yeah. Well, that's great to hear. That's good to hear. Obviously, actors, you know, they're obviously they're doing well with residual income, but, you know, they're not on set right now. So I'm, I always was curious if they're getting paid for these reunion shows. But uh, but it makes sense if it's going to be a, a charity involved. That's good stuff. Um all right, so moving on to Netflix stuff. So Paul Feig will direct a, a, an adaptation of The School for Good and Evil, uh, best on, uh, based on a best-selling novel of the same name by Solman Chanini. Um, follows best friends who are about to discover where fairy tale legacies go to school. Okay, so um, you'll have alums like Cinderella and Snow White, so I guess it's kind of like Once Upon a Time, I guess, um, but a different take on it, I guess. But it's based on a novel, so I, I really 
really curious to see how that that one does. Let's hope um, it's better than Once Upon a Time. Right. <laughs> so who can he blame if this movie bombs? The Seven Dwarfs. Oh yeah. He yeah. continues to cry about. He should like, not uh, have taken water at that moment. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we know Ghostbusters was a bomb. These, these sexist seven dwarfs like wanted this movie to fail. <laughs> I do want to watch um, Paul Feig's uh, who produces um, a new show with one of my favorites of all time, Anna Kendrick, um, called Love Life on HBO Max. Uh, apparently that's doing really well that they've um you know they usually do one episode a week but with everything going on the lack of programming doing three episodes per week oh okay launching three episodes a week yeah they don't want to do like the whole netflix dump every episode you know um you know just you know i know people want to binge and i know you felt that way about the mandalorian big nick you were like oh yeah what could it be i was i was foaming at the bit man i was foaming at the bit (laughs) I I I i think it's good to have that kind of show spread out every week due to spoilers and people talking about it online. I agree. Yes. I agree. Yeah, I agree. While yeah. I do love to binge me some Mandalorian, I've watched it four times now. Um, four times! Woo! Thank you. I've watched it twice. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, looking back, I do now appreciate that the first viewing was weekly, so I didn't get spoiled. So. And somehow this Aww, guy... There's... Was not is that, spoiled. Is that <laughs> or is that plastic? Uh, I don't know what that's. So called. the head, the head is like some sort of like vinyl. Okay. But his body is soft. He's got like a little bean bag in the bottom to help him stand up. Fucking want one of those <laughs> so goddamn bad, man. Are I you guys? No <laughs> are you guys watching the um, documentary? Every yes. Friday. Yes. 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 That's Speaking been... of something that comes out every week. <laughs> yes, yes. Exactly. And they um, talked extensively about uh, Baby Yoda last Friday. Yes. Um, of how, you know, the practical effects and how expensive. Um, I'm a huge fan of the practical effects. So, yes. Um, I'm oh, also too. a puppeteer, um, which is like my super random thing that I did for like 10 years. So oh, it's cool. so cool Another to see puppets get the credit they deserve. It feels like Star Wars with, with puppets and practice. Mm-hmm. It does. That's a thing. That's a thing. These aliens that... That are all CG, like Maz Kanata and um, and uh, Jar Jar Binks, and, and I mean some of these CG um, characters just don't, don't feel like Star Wars, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the charm of Star Wars. Um, has anyone watched Space Force yet on Netflix? No. Another show I, I want to try. Yeah. I got like three minutes in, and I switched and? to Fuller House. I heard instead. it. I heard it fell pretty flat, but I haven't yeah. seen it. Yet. I, I want to give it a try well, because I love Steve Carell, but. Yeah, I heard it felt kind of flat. Why did you switch switch the uh, channel? Um, it was just it just wasn't engaging. I can judge really? a show like in the first three minutes if it's just kind of like bleh. I'm not gonna waste my time. I'll like watch it in a while probably, but was it a little yeah, too no. on the nose? It was a little too on the nose, and it kind of dragged. Like they took too long to get like into the actual story, and I don't really care for like long like somebody driving in a car and you don't even know who it is for like 30 right. seconds like yeah. pick it up the concept <laughs> is great and you know oh yeah you mentioned steve uh um steven carell is great too so um and how quickly they got that out after the announcement of space force <laughs> it was like oh, yeah. and here's they, our, they... our series yeah, that was. They, they also mentioned they they don't mention um, the president by name. They just refer to him as POTUS. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's um, uh, one thing that they they did mention. Um, even though it's a pl- a pretty clear reference to Trump, 
um, but they never mention him by name. You know, they, um, to- they totally should. And the reason why is because when, when W. Bush was president, they made a satirical cartoon show called Little W. Yes. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> they should totally have. <laughs> just be blasting Trump and be using his name unless they, unless they sue him or some shit. I guess I they're doing a little more tongue-in-cheek, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> also on Netflix, there's um, an animated comedy called F is for Family. I don't know if uh, anyone's ever checked Oh, yeah. That's, you uh, have seen that's, it? Okay, cool. It's like season four. It's Bill Burr's... Um, yeah, season four is already uh, yeah. dropping uh, on June 12th. Bill Burr's, yep. Um, I haven't checked it out yet, but... Um, I watched the first season. It's pretty funny. It's cool. Pretty funny show. I'll have to yeah. check it out. Yeah. Good things about that. Um, so um, Netflix is, is getting big on the doc documentaries, docu-series. One is um, called Lennox Hill. I mean, after Tiger King, of course they are. Exactly. Exactly. So one is called Lennox Hill, which uh, is all about um, our doctors that are working on the front lines um, during the pandemic. Um, so about, uh, look into the lives of four doctors at New York's Lenox Hill Hospital as they fight um, for the lives of their patients. I, I, I feel like this is kind of the expected uh, documentary to come out. Um, and um, it seems like this might be the first one um, uh, that's dealing with the pandemic, I think. I mean, of course, you can't count contagion <laughs> and outbreak and stuff like that. That's done in the past. Um, but, um, yeah, so I'm curious about that one. I did check out the Filthy Rich Jeffrey Epstein um, documentary. Wow. Intriguing. It, it, it definitely is. Uh, it's mind-blowing, guys. I don't know if any of you have seen it. Um, it yeah, I'm I, on the final episode now. You're on the final episode now? Okay. Just started it, yeah. It's just, it's dark, and it just gets really crazy. And, and the fact that Thing that that certain high-profile people have yet to be revealed, like his co-conspirators, they're involved with it. Uh, just is crazy. It just show it just proves how how powerful some people are. Uh, you know, obviously there's some really high-profile people attached. Um, oh yeah. Or associated mm-hmm. with Epstein. Um, I mean, if you saw on his private jet, they call the Lolita Express, Kevin Spacey, uh, Chris Tucker. And President Bill Clinton were on that plane. Supposedly to do some humanitarian efforts or something, because he kind of covered everything. It was something for AIDS. Yeah, if you're calling banging teenagers humanitarian, okay. Right, right. And they talked about the island and the Virgin Island. It was just, it was, it was disturbing, but it was one of the things like, you know, you kind of wanted to, you know, um, understand, I mean, everything that was going on and, and hear from the survivors. And it's just, um, it's I mean, he makes sense of Einstein look like an amateur. And there were buddies. Yeah. Were buddies. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's. I mean, it, it was so many, so many girls. Yeah. Yeah. For so many years, and then to get convicted and have like basically a slap on the wrist. A sweet. They called it a sweetheart deal. Was what like, he got. Yeah. Like, like he got. He got like, what was it like um, a year and a half? Yep. And he was allowed he was allowed to leave the jail like for twelve hours of the day and do work release, mm-hmm. and then yeah for for six days out of the week, and um and then for home arrest he just traveled as usual even though he was yeah home arrest to stay at home 
yeah, it's supposed to be home with Russ for a year, and he just would leave and go down to South Beach and do whatever <laughs> he wanted to do. It was insane. Anything like, he wanted to do. And yeah. that's the thing where when you think that you're above the law. And, yep. and, and, and where some billionaires feel like they're okay. like our president who could be uh, above the law because they supposedly had ties as well. They did have ties. There's yeah. tons of photos of them at events together. and hanging out together. I mean, they knew yeah. each other very well. I mean, right. there's there's a reason why the guy isn't alive anymore. Yeah, there's a reason he uh, died. <laughs> yes. yes. Committed suicide. suicide. And that's the thing about the, the day uh, the camera was shut off and nobody was working. Exactly. And on twenty four seven suicide watch. And the security yeah. guards just happened to take a nap. <laughs> I've seen um, that one on TV before. You know, I've seen House of Cards. I know how this goes. Speaking of Kevin Spacey. Speaking right? of Kevin Spacey. Speaking of, dude, deplorable. So does does that mean that Jeffrey Epstein got like uh, underage boys to this island? I mean, this is just fucking probably. Disturbing. Yeah. It's, it's human trafficking is still a thing. And does that mean that Bill is, you know, a perverted, um, you know? I mean, we knew I'm, the answer to that I'm before. Sure I mean, Monica we're was question. not the only one. Yeah, this is the only one we found out about, right? Yeah. Unbelievable, guys. Well, that's on Netflix. Now, um, now to be to be fair, in the documentary, they the people there say they never saw anything with um, involving Bill Clinton or. Kevin Spacey or, or any of these people. They saw stuff yeah. with Prince Andrew. Before before we Prince get Prince Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Oh right, right. Okay, well that's what's yeah. right. right. <laughs> I don't know if that applies to podcasts. I don't know, does it? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I I mean I think if you have a lot of money you can sue anybody. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Well, um but um wow. So I guess we should move on. Anyone <laughs> anyone get <laughs> <laughs> Anybody have HBO Max? So you, if you do you know that you get HBO Max um, for free if you already have HBO? I and if you have AT and T. Oh, nice! You get it for one year. Uh, no, you get it like with your plan. Yeah, so that's yeah. great. Great. I so, got I got rid of HBO after Game of Thrones, and I'm not. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the only downside is that HBO Max is not yet on Roku. It's not on Roku. It's not on Fire Stick. Yeah. Um, it's on Fire Stick, which is that's how I watch my my uh, Disney Plus and my Apple TV is on Fire Stick, and it's not on Xfinity. Um, usually they they've added apps for Netflix and Amazon, but they yet still have one. So you another can, reason not to get it. Current well, they're eventually they're gonna have it, but right now you can watch for a web browser, and if you have the capability of projecting from your phone or or, or your computer to your smart TV, then yes, that that is the way to watch right now i mean i do it by the hdmi cable just simply plug that in but obviously that's a lot of wire and who the fuck has time for that um, but hbo max you know they're all about um friends uh, they're gonna do that reunion as you know uh, big bang theory um all the warner brothers own properties i'm we talked about in length about the justice league um snyder cut last week anybody excited for that one nick Are i'm you- excited to watch it yeah. you know just to, for research purposes i went back and i rewatched the 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 other one <laughs> um <Jackie. laughs> and i didn't expression <laughs> i didn't loathe it as much as i thought i did the first time i was relatively entertained there are worse <laughs> movies out there than the, yeah who directed was it um Joss that, Whedon? Did Joss cat. Whedon take over? Joss Whedon took over. Oh yeah, the that's, main that's, 
That's Zach my cat's left due to the the family oh, there's a, tragedy. There's a bug at the window. Oh. oh. Yeah. There's a bug at the window, so he must find out what it is. Oh. What's the cat's name? Sprinkles. 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 Yeah. I had another cat named Garbage, but he died. Oh. Look at you, big yeah. guy calling a cat Sprinkles. <laughs> he's, he's a Sprinkles. He's my buddy. Oh. And I was like, but I got a new cat. His name is Donut. So now I got Donut and Sprinkles. Oh. Yeah. Hi, buddy. That, that goes hand in hand. Um, but yeah, no, Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut. I mean, uh, Maggie, you definitely reacted kind of <laughs> interesting about that one. Um, uh, now, Batman yeah. v Superman, you know, you know, a lot of people didn't think that was great. Um, now, if we go back to Man of Steel, Zack Snyder did Man of Steel, correct? Correct me if I'm he wrong. Did. Okay. He did Man of Steel. I like Man of Steel. So, so did I. Thing, so we did don't I. know how, we don't know. You know, based on Batman v Superman, can we can we completely write off his vision, his cut of the Justice League? Um, you know, as he sees it, um, we shall bringing see. back, yeah, bringing back Darkseid, bringing in um, a lot of the other characters that we wanted to see, like Green Lantern and Martian Manhunter, and and those characters. Um, which was all that supposed to be in the Snyder cut? Yeah, but not not in huge. Oh, all right, roles, but more so cameos. You know, but okay. Dark Side, Dark Side was the biggest one. Yeah, that was completely omitted from. Um, he was Josh, Josh Whedon cut exactly. So he just Fucking posted. Josh Whedon, man. He posted um, a photo of Dark Side. So they're giving him what thirty million to. Um, Good for him. You know, I know, I know. Josh Whedon is supposed to be like king of the nerds and shit for like Firefly and Avengers, but that dude is fucking. He's lost his touch, man. He is no longer king of the nerds. He's not. <laughs> No. And I have like mad respect for him and what he did with Buffy, uh, yeah. but uh, he's yeah. he's not he's not the feminist king people treat him like he is. No. Or something. Has, he lost, Has anybody lost read his script for Wonder Woman? No. He wrote. No, is he it wrote available? A, he, okay, so he wrote a spec script for Wonder Woman back in like 2008, 2009, and at some point after Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman came out, it kind of leaked as things are want to do. It's horrible. It is it is it is truly a regressive script. Wonder Woman does not have the powers that she has. Steve Trevor basically saves the day. It's very strange. It's a very like undermines Wonder Woman's strengths and abilities. So definitely glad that we got Patty Jenkins because Joss Heck Whedon. Heck yeah. Yeah. Missed because, the mark. Yeah, the yeah. first film was no first no film. surprise there that he missed the mark. Not no. surprised at all. First and, you know, and yeah, I do have a lot of opinions about like the Snyder Cut situation just because I've seen the vocal fans. Um, and they are not always the kindest people um, are, on social are they, media. Are they ever? <laughs> no, they're very, very loud and they're very aggressive. And it just it gives me reason to worry about the future of large fan groups demanding things from production companies and from big studios. And it's not a positive I don't think it's a positive for the film industry because I think stories should be as they are that once you get them, that's the story. Like you'll get maybe a director's commentary or something like that. But I don't think somebody should be handed an extra $30 million to finish a movie that came out, what, four years ago, three years ago. Just because that's, like a lot of I can accept. I can 100% yeah. accept that where I will say the other side of that mm-hmm. coin would be Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. I will agree with that one. Yeah. I think yeah. the underlying reason really is to get subscribers on HBO Max. Uh, yeah, that's the only you know, reason they did it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's primarily it. Um, speaking of Gal Gadot, um, she has a series that will be on Apple. Originally supposed to be on Showtime, but um, it's 
it's Heedy Lamar. I guess what's called Heedy Lamar. Uh, it's an eight eight episode limited series, mm-hmm. executive produced by Sarah Treem and and Gal herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's called Heedy Lamar. So Heedy Lamar is about a woman who was born in Austria and went on to become one of the most famous silver screen stars of the 40s. So this will be a period piece. Um, And she also had an unsung side gig as an inventor, working alongside composer George Amphiel in in early World War II on a radio guidance system for Mm. Allied torpedoes that is now considered an important precursor to Bluetooth and Wi-Fi technology. Okay. Interesting. Um, Interesting that... they moved it from Showtime to Apple TV. Um, um, but um, cool. It's cool to see Gal uh, in, in a different uh, project. She'll always be Wonder Woman to me, but uh, I think that's exciting that she'll be a part of that. Over on uh, Hulu, um, there's a series called Nine Perfect Strangers. It's going to be um, debuting soon um, with Melissa like McCarthy. That was like and his family? Um, I don't think so. I don't think it's about Balky, but it's Nicole Kidman and Melissa McCarthy, and Manny Jacinto is the latest name to be added. Um, it's based on a book, um, by the same author as Big Little Lies. So no cousin Larry. No cousin Larry. No, no, you're gonna skip that one. Sorry to say. (laughs) Um, the big Sundance hit, um, Palm Springs, starring Andy Samberg. Um. Will be hitting Hulu just in time for the summer. That's Palm Springs, a summer theme movie, I guess. It's a rom com, um, but it was a big hit at Sundance, so definitely, um, I definitely check that out. It sounds a lot, a lot of fun. Um, so um, I know Chachi, you're a big fan of Cobra Kai, so yes. apparently Netflix and Hulu are trying to get the third season. Um, well, the previous two seasons will remain on YouTube Premium. However, however, YouTube is moving away from scripted content. They just want to stick to what they know best. Um, I think it's smart. Yeah, exactly. There's already too many things for people to um, subscribe to. Absolutely. But, I, mean, I think this is great a great opportunity for Cobra Kai because, I mean, as great as it is, there's still a lot of people who have never seen it only because it's on yes, YouTube Premium. That is exactly it. I mean, YouTube's YouTube's already free, so you get no commercials or no ads, and you can stream music. So other than that, I mean, what are, you know, I don't, and I think YouTube, I mean, I can deal with the commercials on YouTube. They're not that annoying, I guess. But, um, so I guess, you know, it's really just for some of the original content, which, um, you know, I love Cobra Kai, and I finally watched uh, season two, but, uh. I guess we're going to find out which streaming platform will get Cobra Kai. Um, I, my, my hope is Netflix. I would love it to be on Netflix. Um, I think it would do well. And it's, uh, yeah, it's the type of show that I can see on Netflix over Hulu. So, um, oh, an Adam Sandler movie on Netflix is actually really funny. I watched the other night. The Wrong Missy. Oh, The Wrong yeah. Missy. It's from Adam yeah. Sandler's production company. Oh, but, but it's, it's David Oh, yeah. Spade, yeah. Right? Uh, I haven't Spade. seen it yet. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. really funny. Lauren, was it Lauren Lapkus? Like she was on Orange is the New Black. Yes, Orange La- Lauren the, Lapkus. Um, yeah. One of the guards. She's one of the and guards. The, yeah. Molly, Molly Sims is in it. I'll have to check it out. But uh, Adam is not in it. Though? He's not in it. No. Okay. No. Okay. But like, I mean, it's really funny. Like kind of like a raunchy comedy. Like something that I haven't seen like in years. Um, you know, of course, yeah. Rob Snyder's Rob Snyder's in it. Like he's in every Adam Sandler. How production. can How can Adam Sandler not want to have a cameo in that movie? Oh, no, those are right. all his buddies. That's 
I thought, I mean, basically the whole premise is that um, David Spade goes, goes on a blind date and this uh-huh. blind date is super annoying. And then later on, like a couple months down the road, he like meets his dream girl and he tries to invite the dream girl to a company wide, um, a company um, uh-huh. um, getaway in Hawaii that he could invite like a plus one. So he goes to invite this um, dream girl that he just met, but he texts the wrong Missy, and the, the original annoying uh. one shows up. <laughs> and like and again, he's he was promising that. <laughs> and like Molly Sims actually plays uh, Miss Maryland in the movie. So oh, I love that. Everybody, Miss Maryland's coming on, you know, oh, his, so as his fun. date. And then this, you know, train wreck shows up. But it's a really funny movie. A lot of, lot of good gags. I got that sounds funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's happened to me so many times. You you text. <laughs> text or, you text something that was intended for a different person and it ends yeah, up being really embarrassing. Right? different girls and you don't know how you keep yeah. track of all of them. Yeah. No, it's crazy, right? <laughs> have, have you ever done that? Any of you? Like, text the wrong texted, girl? texted the wrong person? Um, yeah. I accidentally called the wrong, like, my and ex girlfriend once. I've been embarrassed about it. Maybe it was something that was shared between uh, the other party, the intended party, and it, you know. Uh, it was actually way more awkward than that. So I was actually on a date with another girl, and I accidentally butt dialed my ex girlfriend, and she heard. <laughs> oh my god! Shit about her. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, this is not one of my finest moments. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a fun film, Chach. I mean. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, Adam Sandler has a, a great relationship with Netflix because he put Uncut Gems on Netflix. So, yeah, yeah they have they have that relationship together. Um, news on CW's Batwoman. So, um, as you know, um, Ruby Rose uh, decided to hang up the cowl um, for after the first season. So they have to cast a new Batwoman. But instead of casting another um Kate Kane, which is the character uh, played by um, Ruby, they're just going to create an entirely different character. And I, I like this because it's, it's realistic. I don't like it when a completely different person portrays the same character. It just looks off. This makes more sense. The new character is named Ryan Wilder. And this will kind of, and that will be good to explain why the Ruby Rose version of Kate Kane left Batwoman. She died, and now I'm Batwoman. The end. Yeah. Okay. Right. So they're gonna have a lot of explaining to do. So yeah. um, the, I guess the thing about you know being in the cowl and and having the mask on, um, they could probably have a body double and have that Batwoman, um, unfortunately, sadly die. Um, but um, Ruby Rose um finally talked about um, I mean she was. She has a statement about why she left, but it, it really didn't really give any definitive answer as to why. Um, just basically saying thank you, everyone, for coming on this journey. Uh, thank you, cast, crew, producers, and studio. It wasn't an easy decision, but those who know, know. Okay, those who know, know. So um, she said, I have to stay silent because that's my choice for now. But no, I adore you all. I'm sure next season will be amazing. Mm. Um, so she can't. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. We, we we talked about this before. I mean, Nick, do you have a thought on on, on Ruby Rose wanting to leave uh, a a lead role on on, on a superhero uh, DC series? I mean, well, if you think about how burnt out Steve Amell got by the mm. end of his run on Arrow, yeah. 
Um, like he had she to didn't get even hospital. make it a whole season. She didn't. <laughs> um, I mean, her costume looked a lot more constricting as well. So, yeah. you know, I, I can only think of my very small experience in acting and being very uncomfortable while I was doing it. Uh, yeah. where I was pretty much head to toe covered in duct tape and fake blood being a movie monster. Mm. Um, and I was, <laughs> I, miserable see that. The, I was miserable the entire time. So I can imagine being in a, you know, pleather costume head to toe with just this much of your body exposed to natural air for 16 hours a day. was probably taking a toll, man. I mean, mm. I probably couldn't do it. <laughs> You know, you need some mental fortitude to do that kind of shit. Yeah. I don't know. So they still have yet to cast oh, <laughs> um, Ruby's replacement, but it was, yeah, I guess what we mentioned before, you know, it's a grueling. It, she got injured. She had a really severe back injury. Oh, that, that probably that had probably something to do with help. it, too. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. And in those CW shows, they're 23 episodes sometimes. Like some of the one hour long episodes. Yeah. Man. That's, That's a, a lot. Of- most yeah. like s- fantasy, um, superhero, sci-fi shows are about a ten ten episode per season deal. That's like that's like filming mm-hmm. like twelve movies in a year. Right. I can understand, but at the same time, it is the opportunity of a lifetime. But yeah, maybe maybe you can go to a lesser known because Ruby. But she is also know. fairly famous now too. So yeah, I, I can imagine true. it did ne- negatively affect her career that much, if at all. Yeah. Another show on CW, um, it's an Italian thriller series starring Patrick Dempsey um, from Grey's Anatomy fame. Yeah, returning to television from Grey's Anatomy, right? No. Patrick Dempsey, yeah. Give me love. Oh, okay. Well, he he was known for for Grey's Anatomy. I get it. Enchant it. Yeah, I mean, mean, he was on that doctor doctor show, too, but Give me love. Give me love. Yeah, that was... Were you going to watch this one, Chachi? It's called Devils. Oh, well, I mean... It's based on a novel <laughs> called Ai Diavole. Um, so I guess it's an adaptation of the, uh, the Italian thriller series. So, um, really um, He played a good doctor? I say he's a really good actor. Oh, he is a great actor. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, uh, let's see. 1025... Maybe this will be a good time to take a classic cut break. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, Chachi, why don't we go and take it away with a classic cut? What we got? Where my dog's at. It is time for King Chachi's classic cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi's. Chachi's. Yes. Chachi's classic cut back once again. Everybody's favorite segment of the show um, where I go and handpick a song <laughs> out of the archives that usually relates to something going on. Um, in usually. The at the usually. time. But not today. I decided just to pick a random song. that has Oh, really? Do yeah, you've already done. It's on. the end of the world as we know it. We already know it. <laughs> no, no, no. This is yeah. A song that just popped in my head had nothing to do with what's going on nowadays, but it's actually by Michael Jackson, oh. and the song is called um, "Black and White," "Black or White." So this good song, uh, good pick. Nothing, I, nothing. It has no relevance to tie-in. 
No, nothing going on nowadays, no. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Well, a classic song by MJ, Michael Jackson. If anybody can bring people together, it's Macaulay Culkin. So. Yep. All right. We'll Hopefully be right back with the Classic Cut, More Below the Belt show, and our special guest, actress Rena Owen, when we get back. Ooh. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and BelowTheBeltShow.com. That was Michael Jackson. Black or white, 1991. It's black, it's white. All right. Number 11. All right. Good times. Yeah, man. Good good tie-in to... uh, You said it wasn't a tie-in, but I I would beg to differ that it was... Really? Yeah, I think I could tie that into things going on today. You think so? I think so. I mean, that's kind of a stretch, but okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, I guess there's <laughs> the controversy with um an early below the belt show guest, Chachi. You remember a show, a musical coming of age show called Glee about ten years ago that oh, debuted, man. and we had the young, fresh-faced Leah Michelle on Below the Belt show. Um. You know, one of our probably bigger guests from back in the back in the day. And um, she's in the news for some really controversial uh, um, things now, especially now with all the um, things going on with racial tensions. Um, So apparently Leah Michelle um, posted George Floyd did not deserve this. This was not an isolated incident. It must end hashtag Black Lives Matter. So her former co-star, Glee actor Samantha Ware, um, replied to her tweet and said, remember when you made my first television gig a living hell? Because I'll never forget, I believe you told everyone that if you had the opportunity that you would shit in my wig amongst <laughs> other tra- traumatic microaggressions that made me question a career in Hollywood. Wow. Jesus. Unbelievable that uh that uh this is coming out now so obviously relating to their days on set of glee um of course leah michelle issued an apology she she says that she doesn't remember making the statement of course um she said she never judged others by their background or color of their skin but that's not really the point what matters is that i clearly acted in ways which hurt other people, whether it was my privileged position, there's the privileged word, mm-hmm. and perspective that caused me to be perceived as insensitive and inappropriate at times, or whether it was just my immaturity, okay, blame it on immaturity, and just me being difficult, I apologize for my behavior. So um, so apparently they just, uh, she had a sponsor um, that actually just fired her. HelloFresh is the sponsor. Wow, it's she just got canceled, huh? Yeah, it's a meal kit company. Um, 
And HelloFresh does not condone racism or discrimination of any kind. I'm we pretty sure this is a long time coming. Yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Yeah, a long time coming, but I guess it wasn't triggered until now. You know, I mean, this Glee um, went five seasons from uh, what 2010 to 2015, I believe. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah there, so there's uh, been a couple people over the years that have said things on the down low. Um, I'm blank. I never watched Glee, so I'm terrible at remembering actors' names. But one of the other lead actresses. Um, she actually posted a gif of sipping tea when yes, that tweet came Amber out. Yeah. Riley. That means yeah. that she's kind of like, oh, this is like she's sipping the teas. I guess not, not um, dis- disputing Leah Michelle's behavior. So yeah. maybe even almost agreeing with her. So that's a good point, Maggie. Glee has been really troubled show. I mean, two actors yeah. have died from that show. Yeah. And one went to jail for what? Child the one pornography? That, the one that went to jail uh, died. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was Mark Salling. I think he, well, he was, um, yeah, he was, a, he was convicted, I think, of child pornography possession yeah. and decided to take his own life before that happened. And Corey Monteith died due to um, Overdose. drugs. Overdose, Overdose. Yeah. yeah, so that shows I mean, the was it, was it a racial target or was it just like a, um, um, yeah, well, it's apparent that she hated her for some reason? Amber Riley and Alex Newell, two cast members of Glee, and apparently. Um, they, because they both kind of agreed by sharing gifts, um, makes you think that it, it would have been, you know, racially, um, you know. Was that a very diverse cast, Ungly? It was a very diverse cast. It was a very, very diverse cast, you know, so, um, it's interesting because, all, like, a lot of these, like, um, racial tension, uh, stories in Hollywood are coming out now, um. Riverdale actress Vanessa Morgan, Chachi, I don't know if you remember, we, we uh, interviewed her um, when she was on the Shannara Chronicles at New York Comic Con. Um, she talked about um, uh, you know, being on Riverdale, um, and she said that she's tired of how black people are portrayed in the media, tired of us being portrayed as thugs, dangerous or scary, tired of us all also being used as a sidekick non-dimensional characters to our white leads, alluding to the rest of the Riverdale cast. Mm-hmm. Also, she said, um, she also admitted that she's not paid nearly as much as the rest of the cast. Um, she says, L- laughing my, la- my ass off, too bad I'm the only black series regular, but also paid the least. Girl, I could go on for days, but exactly used as a token biracial bisexual. Um, does she have a big role in that show? She's a series regular on, on Riverdale. Mm-hmm. But I mean, is she is she is she have a bigger role than other people that she's getting paid um, less? No, she would. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call her one of the leads. I definitely would call her um, a strong supporting series regular supporting. You know, maybe kind of like the Rosita on Walking Dead, maybe kind of like a, a um, analogous to her. Um, so. Um, but she said, do not, like, bother the cast. Th- those are her friends. You know, even though she just pretty much said, I'm paid less than the rest of my cast. Um, she said it's not their decisions on the story and everything. And, you know, she's, I mean, is this biting the hand that feeds you, you think? Or do you think, uh, you know, she's on Riverdale. It's a highly rated show. Do you want to kind of bury the producers and say that you're not getting paid as much? And, um, you know, um and you're talking negatively about being the well. I mean, isn't that part of 
our entire union is to make sure we're all paid fairly and like yeah. the same. That's part of why we have unions to make sure wages are something that are, is discussed. Very, very good point. But and if I, it's if it's if there's some racial tie to it, it definitely needs to be brought up, and it should be brought right. up to SAG. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it really boils down to what you mentioned, Chachi. Like, where does she um, fall on the call sheet? You know, obviously the lead actors and the are the ones, but she is a series regular, and if she's, you know, um, yeah, I mean that's a very good point, Maggie. Obviously, um, yeah, I remember when Crispin Glover um, got mad at Back to Future Two, and he thought he should be getting paid as much as like Michael J. Fox and um, um, you know, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd and Lloyd. stuff. But he had a really small, um, he would have had a really small role in Back to Future Two, and there's no reason why he should have got paid the same. Yep. Yeah, and I remember he um, didn't they end up using a double for him anyway? Yeah, they used a double, and then he sued because it was his likeness, and he actually won. But now he doesn't do anything like. Um, with the cast of Back to the Future. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's, that's why I refuse to do the uh, reunion with Josh Gad. Yeah. Makes sense there. This is crazy because so many, um, you know, racially um, tied, um, you know, unrelated to the George Floyd, but maybe coming to light due to that is um, 911 actor Ryan Guzman backlash from his co-stars in social media after defending his wife's use of the N-word. Saying that he oh, calls he calls his friends by the racial slurs as as friendly. He's Latino. He's and he's he's defending instead of apologizing uh, initially. He just defended the use of it, saying, "Plenty of my friends, black, white, Asian, Indian, or whatever they are, Korean, we all make fun of each other's races all the time. We call each other slurs all the time. We don't get butt hurt at all." Because we know the actual person and we know who each other are. We know that we're not going to try to bring each other down. So what are you all trying to get at? You're trying to prove that somebody that's not a racist is a racist. Now you don't have that power. I don't know, man. Time and time again, it's, it's we've already uh, established the fact it is not okay to use uh, that word if you're not African-American. And that, that's just... Uh, and know. it becomes a slippery slope, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Same with the black. I mean, we talked about Jimmy Fallon last week, and he actually addressed on um, the Tonight Show, and he offered a different kind of show, talking about everything going on, the protests with the killing of George Floyd, and also started about the controversy he had for the skit that he did on SNL, an impression of Chris Rock in blackface, and uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. and so SNL actually knew that that. It would come to light, even though they probably tried to delete every instant of this uh, clip. Um, but it resurfaced, and initially, SNL advised Fallon to stay quiet and not say anything. But he, actually, Fallon felt the opposite, that he should talk about it. You know, um, he, he admitted that he made a terrible decision to do the impersonation of Chris Rock, and he said there's no excuse for it. Um so, um, well, there's been plenty I, of black actors that have come out and supported um, Jimmy Fallon. You're right, and, and said that he wasn't. Um, he didn't need a, to apologize. A racist, he wasn't doing yeah. a racist um, impression, and that he did not need to uh, apologize, right? Mm. What they said, yeah. And I and I think we are ready for our special guest. Do we have Rena on the line? Yeah, yeah. I'm just. Sorry, guys. I'm just figuring out how to turn on my uh, speakerphone. How's that? A speaker. There we go. Now I can hear you. 
Oh, hi. Can, oh, hi. Hello. No, this Hello. is perfect. That's perfect timing. So let's go I'm ahead. I'm a Skype bomber. I'm a Skype bombing you guys. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is the perfect kind of bomb we love. That's All right, worked. guys. Perfect. So let's in, introduce on our below the belt our special guest of the evening actress extraordinaire series regular on Siren. She was a part of my favorite film franchise in Star Wars. Two different characters. She was on the Orville as one of the female Mocklins, and we're so happy to have her on Below the Belt show. Rena Owen. What's up, Rena? Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys, for having me. Thank Definitely. you for being a part of the show. Just to introduce everybody, I'm Al Soto. Um, go ahead and around the room, guys. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Chachi McFly. Uh, Big Nick. <laughs> Maggie Lovett. You're all in different places. We we're are all here in LA. We're all certainly uh, in we're different all... places. <laughs> well, we're all in the same area, though, the Baltimore area. Yeah. Right. Oh. Well, Maggie's yeah, in yeah, Virginia. Yeah. Virginia. Yeah. yeah I, was, I was wondering, actually, from your photo, well, and I shouldn't say this, but seeing you are over in the Bay Area, are you part Samoan? <laughs> Do I look part Samoan? Is- yeah, you could easily look part Samoan. Could be a I can see that. Could be yeah. a dwarf Orson. It's together. in the shoulders, man. You get, you got, you got some more shoulders. He's part of he's part of Dwayne Johnson's family. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, it's, it's good, that Rena. Uh, speaking of some, someone of yourself that that's uh, very ethically diverse and can play different roles yourself, have you found that uh, to be, I guess, uh, a blessing? Uh, to, well, to it's be... only in this in this last uh, decade did it really kind of open up. And uh, one of the things, because I first came into L.A., I was kind of launched in this independent New Zealand film called Once Were Warriors, which was about a Polynesian family, uh, the indigenous Polynesians, Maoris of New Zealand. And that got me into Star Wars and uh, AI and a bunch of other stuff. But uh, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, they'd say to my age, well, hey, she's fantastic, but what is she? Because it was right. it was still it was still right. very boxed, you know. We still had boxes back then. I mean, I've been here in my time in LA. I watched your first Latina J Lo, you know, carry a, a studio film. I watched your first Asian with Lucy Liu and Charlie's Angels. Right. So for yeah. me, I tended to get cast in uh, horror or sci-fi because they'd go oh well you're the face of the future you're this face that kind of could pass for a lot of different things but isn't any one thing and george lucas got onto that with star wars uh attack of the clones where he's got five polynesians myself timira morrison who plays Django fett Mm -hmm. uh, jayla gaia who plays captain typo who's samoan and daniel logan who's daniel logan that's right and brody the um Oh, you know, the one that we cloned. Uh, so, and, and also a That's couple right, of the Matrix. So since uh, the thing that really blew it open for me was uh, Oscar's uh, so white. And I mm-hmm. was one of those people that did feel like, oh, come on, guys. It, it just wasn't good enough because that was the year of Straight Outta Compton. And, yes. and, mm-hmm. and I loved that film and it educated me. And the fact that it didn't even get a nomination for a song and this is a part of American musical history, and it got not That's one right. nomination. You That's know, right. the outrage was was real, and and uh, and ever since 
then now all my strictly Caucasian friends are complaining because they don't get auditions anymore. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there it, you go. Yeah, it's come full circle. We're, we're being ethnically diverse is a big plus. So, yeah. All right. Can we start? This, this. Can we start about Star Wars, please? Yeah. <laughs> so you already mentioned it. So I, I love how they brought you and Tamora Morrison aboard um, the two prequel movies, movies, starting with Episode Two, because you both were in Once Were Warriors, which you mentioned. Um, how did it feel like to be on set with him um, uh, well, for Episode know, Two? I think what was my favor is I grew up milk cows. My grandmother had a dairy farm in the north of the North Island of New Zealand, so I'm a country bumpkin. So oh, okay. I, didn't, I didn't kind of, you know, I wasn't a Star Wars geek or, or really, to me it was just, oh, well, this is a fun job. Yeah, I'll go and have fun. And and I just had a lot of fun, and, and, and George really liked me because I treated him ordinary. You know, I wasn't in awe of him. I just was like there and I was hanging out with his kids and having fun with his kids. And, oh, cool. And I have found in my career those people who do extraordinary things have a need to be ordinary. They love it when you just treat them like your average Joe mm-hmm. blog because they don't get enough of that. And um, and he was a big fan of Once for Warriors. And that's how uh, and me and Tim played husband and wife. And that's he literally said, I want those two in my movies. Really? Wow. And that's amazing. That's yeah. a cool story. So no audition yeah. necessary? No, no. We I took a meeting. He was originally, I was originally meant to play Captain Typho. And oh. um, I know, which was a really cool character. Then kind of halfway through negotiations, my agent called and said, you know, George has looked at the balance of the movie and all those scenes are too woman heavy. And he, he needs to make this character a man. And he was actually right. If you look at all those scenes with Padme, you got the one token Jay Lagaya with the, with the, you know, with the, with the eye patch. He was right, right. that you, you needed a male a de- security detail in all of those scenes. And he said, but, you know, he re- I really want you in the movie. And there's this alien. Would you play this alien? So I said, yeah, yeah, I'll play an alien, whatever. <laughs> that alien, by the way, was one of my favorite, coolest alien, my favorite aliens in the oh, Star Wars a, She's a great character. And a lot, of yes. people just, a lot of people think I was just the voice. But no, these characters, he casts real actors in all of those characters. And he has you on set acting and, and walking oh, and talking cool. and, and doing everything. Because the computer still can create the energy or the spirit of a human being. And that's why those characters feel so real, because they are real people underneath the CGI. Wow. Talk about the, uh, I guess, the motion capture suit of Ton Wei. Well, we didn't. We didn't. I just literally, we just had a green screen. And after we did all of our scenes, I did our scenes with Ewan McGregor and then with Tim Muir and and Boba Fett, Daniel Logan. And then a a, a guy, I should know the name of his department, highly skilled. They then do the whole scene with these silver balls. Oh, wow. That's how it was done. Yes, I don't know what you call that. Uh, but but one thing that did happen is, as actors do, Ewan McGregor kept looking at my eyes, and George had to kind of stop and said, Ewan, you got to remember, by the time we do a computer job on her, she's mm-hmm. going to be like six foot taller. <laughs> and right. So he had this cardboard cutout of Don Wee, and somebody came up with this ingenious idea to cut the cardboard cutout at the neck, 
and posted that neck and that head on a, a blue construction helmet. I see the picture yeah. here. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And you can see me in behind yeah. the scenes. You can see me walking around with this helmet yeah. on top of my head, and I forget it's there, and I keep bumping into all the lighting. <laughs> <and> the <laughs> <laughs> so it was all, all green screen and, and you know, oh, very wow. detailed. He showed us all the images of what we were looking at. He right. was very specific about the feeling he wanted with the character and um yeah she was a great character i had a lot of fun with ton Wee, and then if he likes you and you become part of the the family he he brought me back for star wars 3 to play That's a new right. senator but all those new senators got cut out because they were all padme's new senators and they weren't intrinsic to the main storyline which was um anakin going to the dark side Right. So we got cut out. We, we're there oh, for like a, a, a second on one of the landing pads, but all that scenes got cut I, out. I loved your costume for Nee Avalar, actually. It was a really cool. So it was hot. It was it was hot. That was real wool. So that was that. Oh, wow. costume. <laughs> oh not, wow. Not hot in the, in the hot, hot way. Hot in the wool <laughs> way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Tom and Wee was pretty hot, but that was a different oh, kind of Tom hot. Oh, Tom and Wee. Listen, listen. Yeah, people she was sexy. ask me, you know, what's one of the greatest compliments you've ever had? <laughs> I, was at a, I, was, I was at a Comic-Con convention in New York a long uh -huh. time ago. And, the, you know, signing bubbleheads, signing my action figure and signing photographs. Cool. And, and I, you know, the, a fan came up to me and I could tell he was nervous. And he just, you know, I made him kind of feel okay and, you know, helped him to relax. And he said, listen, I, I hope you don't think I'm weird. But Ton Wee, Ton Wee is the first time I've ever wanted to have sex with an alien. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And you know what I said to him? I said, that is an absolute compliment. Yeah. And she is sexy. And, <laughs> she is. You know, she and is. this is going to, going back again, why George uses actors, like, initially, um, initially, that's just a helicopter going overhead right now. Uh, initially, um, you know, it was a very androgynous kind of cutout and, and diagram of Ton Wee, but with my performance and my kind of female energy, you know, they gave her a, a, a headband and an earring. And, yeah, they did. You know, and a, and a very sexy walk. They kept all of that. And <laughs> yes. she's a fantastic character. How did you develop the voice of Ton Wee? Well, it was really what what George wanted. He just said he wanted this really. He said they're creatures of light and love. They don't. They think they're doing, working for the empire and being of service to the good guys. They don't know that they're being manipulated by the bad right. guys, the dark That's side. Right. And he said they're creatures of light and love. So he just said light and fluffy and flowing and. We did it on set, but then kind of it'll be a lifetime highlight when I come into LA. Uh, not long after doing it, and they took me over to the Skywalk Ranch, over over your neck of the woods, San Francisco, up the back there, San Francisco. You know the Skywalk Ranch. <laughs> we'll go with it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Well, it's it. yeah, it's kind of well, it's not Bay Area, but it's it's out that way somewhere. And it's um, California. <laughs> They had me just pick up the rental car at the airport in San Fran, and I drove up to the ranch, and I had a day at the ranch, and, you know, got into the voice studio with them just to kind of tidy it up, and um, 
and he just you know he's very clear about what he wanted as a director and as mm-hmm. an actor you you, you always kind of Every actor, even if they say they don't, they they do. Every actor wants to please their director. The director's the daddy. The dad, the director's the daddy or the mummy, and you want Love to please it. the daddy and you want to please the mummy. You really do. You work for the director as an actor. You want mm. to give them what they want. So I did whatever George <laughs> wanted, except Love I did it. have the courage. I kept kind of stumbling on this one line. Okay. And I said to him, I said, George, do you mind if I change this one word and said... I can't remember what it was, a different word that meant the same thing, but flowed easier. And he kind of looked at me sideways and he said, <laughs> uh, all right, let me, let me hear it. And so I did it and he said, yeah, okay, let's go with that. Okay, good. Yeah. That's cool. yeah, that's yeah my, awesome. uh, my first um, alien I wanted to have sex with was the um, three-breasted woman from Total Recall. Oh my God. <laughs> Tom Wee was definitely number two. Tom Wee was I up there. That. Yes. <laughs> so Cook. Could we that. see Tan Wee uh, in any other uh, Star Wars iteration um, live action? Because with everything on Disney Plus, there's all kinds of series. Yeah. Um, would you uh, would you be all about reprising your role as either Tan Wee oh, or Neil? Yeah, if, if there was if the, the opportunity was there, absolutely. Yes. Um, but awesome. you know, if that wasn't reprised, if that opportunity didn't exist. Uh, you know, Taika Waititi, one of my fellow countrymen. That's right. Uh, yes. You know, yes. He's, he's co-writing and going to be directing a, a new Star oh, Wars. Your phone yeah. will be on, right? Your phone I will be on. Be, yeah, I should be kind of, you know, giving him a nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just shoot him a quick text to be like, I would we, love... we kind of don't do that, you know. We just yeah. what is what is the life what is the life <laughs> what is the lifespan of a Caminonian? Camu- a Camino alien. Cam- well, yeah. See, that was never. That was. I don't know. Maybe they wrote <laughs> books about it. God. Well, I don't know. Wow. No, but yeah. No, I think. I think a, a new character. One. One where you can see me. You know, because I never forget with episode two, my mum was so excited because she actually knew more about Star Wars than me. And 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 then when the role they changed the role and that went to Jay Lagaya right. and I became an alien I said oh no don't get too excited mum you're not even gonna see me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Tamora Morrison will be back as Boba Fett, which I love because it ties into the prequels and your yes. pivotal scene that Boba Fett, played by Daniel Logan, would grow up looking exactly like Tamora Morrison. I know. So now, so in season two of The Mandalorian. I would love for you and Tamora. Well, to, see, to you guys, you guys have to campaign for me. You have to. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and you know, for those people out there, and there's probably quite a lot who didn't know this backstory yeah. to, to to me and Tamiera and Once for Warriors. We were yeah. he was Jake and I was Beth, and it was an incredibly dysfunctional uh, relationship and family. We were, you know, it was domestic violence. It was hardcore. A drama, and so when we both ended up in the same scenes on Star Wars, all the Australian crew, because we were shooting on the Fox lot in Sydney, Australia, uh, you know, just kept making jokes about Beth and Jake ending up in Star Wars. <laughs> it was quite quite ironic that we both ended up in Star Wars. What's your um, What's your opinion about the um, fan reactions to the prequels? I mean, a lot of people enjoyed it. But then you had the, kind of like the toxic fans who like wanted, I guess, the same kind of movie as the original three. Yeah, now yeah. You have, 
Yeah, I, I, yeah. I really, I, I get that, and I respect that. It's like we all want the OG, we all want the original. Nothing's ever going to be as good as the or original. But I find it really interesting now that they've all come back around and now they're looking at the prequels as right. good movies. Right. Because they Here don't they like the latest batch. Exactly. Stuff. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, and the one thing I'm going to say that I've got over all of the, this latest batch is I got to work with The Godfather. I worked Dude. with George Lucas. Yeah. Yes. He, he directed Twice. both episode two and episode three. Twice. And we were part of his vision and his hands. And, and that's an experience that um, is, is an, a big honor. So I well, how, have the same passion work? For, for the recent Star Wars and, and neither did the fans. So, you know, the, the prequels are now being seen with different eyes, which is, is great. Yep, on Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how was it watching um, George Lucas work? I mean, did you did you see any kind of like genius in person to seeing how he directed? You know, and... he, he's a really shy, ordinary guy. He uh, and that's the deal because I went back to back. I went from him on Attack of the Clones to a cameo role with Steven Spielberg on AI. Right. And the start difference between those two is is George is quiet. George is like really quiet, introverted. He's a nerd, and and Spielberg's (laughs) a nerd too. But he's a lot more sociable. Yeah. He's a talker. George is shy and he, he doesn't really, he's not in your face and he's, he, he doesn't talk a lot. He's quiet and he'll only say what he needs to say. And Amazing. yeah, and, and he, it's, he's easy to work with, but he's very, he's very specific, but he doesn't have that big like energy of like, oh, I'm the director. This is my right. set. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. He, there's not a bone in him that's even like that. And, um, you know, I think you find with a lot of these incredibly gifted visionaries, um, I think right from the beginning, it's always bigger than them, that they've always known it's not about them. You know, Mm. they've just, he had the courage to kind of run with this crazy vision and he didn't have an easy time with the first Star Wars. You know, he had these huge fights with the unions and... Uh, after doing American Graffiti. And so this is why he always shot his Star Wars. He never shot anywhere in America. He always shot them in either England or Australia or in Europe. Because he said, then I'll never make another film in America ever again. And he never did. Not on American soil anyway. Wow. Wow. Also, Rena, you are uh, have the distinction of being two different characters in two different Star Wars movies. The only other actor I can think that has that distinction is Warwick Davis. Yeah. I think you're in a, a cool club, a cool Star Wars club. Yeah. Yeah, there is only a couple of us, and there's only like five of us that have ever worked with George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, and I think that recently wow. got, That's true. Recently got wow. extended to six. Only six actors have worked with both, and I'm the only female. What? Wow. That is so what? cool. That's awesome. That is cool. Mind blown. It is. Mind blown. It is pretty cool and you kind of you know at the time as I say I was kind of naive and I wasn't until I kind of went to the premiere here in LA at the Chinese man and I took my um, you know my American boyfriend at the time and at the end of the movie I said oh god this is a bit of a big deal isn't it (laughs) (laughs) it is kind of a big deal definitely yeah yeah, it's the biggest (laughs) film franchise in the world I'm like oh okay (laughs) 
still didn't hit me until I went to my first convention in Dallas, Texas, and then I went, oh, my heaven <laughs> God. Oh my Star Wars is a religion. That's it's true, I it is. really, like, thought for what it, what it is and, and what it will continue to be. And, I mean, these people lining up for your autograph and people dressed up, and, and it's just extraordinary. It's really extraordinary, and I'm very lucky to have – have been a part of the Star Wars universe and world, and you know that means so so much to so many people. And you know, I'd love the opportunity again. It would be amazing to, love to, to come it. back for another Star Wars, you know, There's, in whatever capacity. There are four what series on Disney about, Plus, so yeah, yeah, you have a chance. What if they pitched um, Tan Wee coming back as a love interest to um, Jar Jar Binks? Would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar Binks has become lovable. Really? <laughs> I love Jar Jar. That's I love a bold him. statement. No, I love him. Are you one of, you actually love Jar Jar? Yeah, I am I am what they call a prequel kid. I, I was six years old when Phantom Menace came out, so I grew up with the prequels. Wow. wow. Well I got to work with him on episode three and he was the nicest guy. Or was it episode two? No, I think it was three. Yeah, yeah he was in episode three. And yep. he was the nicest guy. I mean no actor would ever want to be a character where the fandom hates you. I, mean, uh, I know. And he has a new series um, for Star Wars. He's doing, it's like Jedi Temple Challenges or something. That's yeah. right. So, but he's not playing Jar Jar. No, he's no. playing a Jedi. He's, he's hosting. Jedi. He's, he's okay. hosting. Yeah. Wow. It's a, it's a talk show that the four of us would probably do well in. <laughs> 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 Five of us, really. Yeah. Um, but if, I'd like to pivot to the Orville if anyone else wants to throw out a Star Wars question. But uh, the Orville is another favorite of mine. Um, and you played Havina, the female Mocklin. And I think the Mocklin is just a, a really cool species of alien. Um, first of all, um, the females take a backseat to the men. Um, I, I'm guessing there was some kind of social injustice tie-in with with how the female no, of the Mockins were treated. Yeah, it's yeah. a fasc- it's a fascinating world, and once again, you're you're looking at a, you know, Lucas and Spielberg. Uh, McFarlane is the same. He's a visionary. These mm-hmm. these guys are often so ahead of their their yes. time that they're doing these things that you know that have actually quite a lot of depth in terms of their messages but they're presented in a very pop culture way right and um i ended up in orville because i auditioned for the pilot and i knew i wasn't right for the the role of the doctor you just kind of know when you're right for a character i could see you playing mm-hmm. that but yeah yeah but you know they said oh my god yeah she i didn't get that role but the episode three and havina was the first female mocklin Yes. And this is a race where they didn't even know females existed because this race is is primed. They're they're famous for their physical strength. And that Mm -hmm. planet is all about, it's like, think Dwayne Johnson. Think the rock. Think his current show, The Titan. Exactly. Those Mm -hmm. are your Mocklins, all right? So if you're born female in that race, you, you get you get the sex change. You get turned into a male. So females no longer exist. And mm. so jump centuries later, the the Mocklin, the main Mocklin uh, on on the Orville ship, his partner is is sitting on an egg, and the baby is born to female. Mm. And so the court case is all about uh, the doctor on the Orville uh, refusing to perform 
the sex change. And Seth's character comes to, you know, researches and finds me, this one kind of female Mocklin hiding away as a recluse. Yes. And um, and so I got to, to work with him and, and we were in the same courtroom scene. And I remember, you know, all of these guys work the same way. If you, you, you get in sync with them and, and you, you do good work and you're easy to work with, they just keep bringing you back. Um, because we make their job easier, if if that makes sense. You know, yeah, you know. Definitely. I mean, if yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I had this big monologue in this courtroom, and you shoot this scene for eight to ten hours because you shoot yeah. it from different directions and for other characters. And I remember at one point after eight hours of it, you know, I was kind of starting to get a bit tired and I blanked on one word. But Seth was right behind my shoulder in the scene and he said the one word and I said, thank you. That's what I'm looking for. And I just kept going so that you didn't Mm -hmm. have to go cut and set up the whole camera again. Whereas another actor in that scene who only had a couple of lines Anytime somebody tried to help him, he just got more and more defensive. So, <laughs> oh, no! Oh, God! <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's that team sport thing. You know, when you're a team player, it's like, that's how you play good sports. Wow. Right? It's the same thing in creativity. If you're writing yes. or you're creating something, you're just you're surfing this wave. And it's all for the good of the work. Yeah. And how that's long what these guys are about. Can we talk about the makeup and the prosthetics for oh, the Mocklin? Yeah, that, took, that, that one wow. relatively easy compared oh. to, I, you won't remember this, but I played a, my first uh, reoccurring role was an angel, the WB show with David Boreanaz. Uh, oh, angel. yeah. Angel. I, I love you. Angel. Yeah, well, I was Dinzer. I was the creature, the mm-hmm. goddess of all lost creatures. And I came in at the end of their season, and I was a finger to toe, full prosthetics with wings. And that was seven hours to put oh, that my on. Oh, my gosh. My so I then you had to work I on top of that. I, yeah, I wasn't sad when they canceled the show because that was, a, that was <laughs> like seven hours to put that on and at least three hours to take it all off. Oh, my gosh. Havina oh, was easier man. because Havina's just the head and and the neck, the, the, the upper chest. So it right. still would take a couple of hours. And the thing with prosthetics, you got to go zen because you, when they start to cover your face, you can get quite claustrophobic. It's not something you want to do every day, trust me. It's like being in a, in a wetsuit. And and it's a, and if you're shooting in summer, it's like a sauna and it gets really oh. hot oh, wow. underneath oh, all of that prosthetics. It's a skill. It sounds that like you, you, you wouldn't want to do. I wouldn't want to do a character day in day out that required heavy, heavy prosthetics. It's, it really is a skill. And what? and just on that story, a famous New Zealand actor who was uh, Peter Jackson's main orc, Lawrence. He he was always the main baddie for Peter Jackson, and Peter Jackson wanted him for um, one of his big movies, and he just said, Nah, nah, no more prosthetics. <laughs> nah, can't do it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a job and a half when you do full on prosthetics. What is the future of Havina? Because I know Orville will be back for another season. Yeah, well, maybe, 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 maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Knocking on wood. Oh man, I love it, and it's gonna be on. But we got this, you know, we got this. You can be on Hulu now. Yeah. 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 Because I'm here in West Hollywood, and we're just starting to kind of open up again. This past week and you know it's uh it's a dramatic time and i I just feel for everybody i mean i I can't say too much because i'm not american you know i have the privilege of being able to live and work here um 
you know, so I, yeah, I just... New Zealand has zero coronavirus cases, I was reading. Well, you would expect that because two things. I mean, it's the size, you know, we're two small islands and the population is four and a half million people. Mm -hmm. You know, America is one of the biggest continents in the world. And you're looking at a population of nearly 350 million people. If anyone could shut down the COVID virus, it's places like New Zealand we can go okay nobody's coming in and they could do contact tracing because it's a small population oh this person's got it let's go to that neighborhood it's not you know we're we're less than five million people in New Zealand but we also had phenomenal leadership you know Jacinta Arden is pretty inspiring she's pretty incredible I've read amazing things about her yeah Oh, that's great you know it's 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 something about New Zealand I mean she's Mm -hmm. actually our third She's our third uh, prime minister, prime minister, as we call them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've we've had a couple of elections here. We've had woman against woman, and we actually, our little island country, were the first country in the world where women got to vote. You know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We, we've done some. We we're quite um, progressive. We like the small country bumpkin town but we're very progressive in a lot of ways as well because we do have a small population and there's a certain level of transparency and accountability because it's a small population you can't this is something i had to learn when i come to came to la i thought how do people get away with hustling here in la you can never get away with it in new zealand because the population's so small if you tell a lie on one side of the city, you're busted by the end of that week. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows who you're sleeping with, right? <laughs> exactly. It's called island living. You know, island living. I love it. I love it. And I know New Zealand is, is getting Avatar. Um, they're resuming production on Avatar, too. Yeah, I know. I could have been an avatar, you know. Oh, I, you could have really? Yeah, with a few times, but it's it's interesting because I had just done the pilot for Siren, and yeah, we're going to get the Siren the pilot, for sure. Yeah, that was in 2016, and if the pilot didn't get picked up, then I was in the running for Avatar, and James had this character in mind. But oh, at wow. the same time, Cliff Curtis, another one who came out of Once Were Warriors. Yes. So me and Cliff Curtis and Jameera Morrison. Cliff Curtis got killed off on Fear the. Uh, sorry, what's Fear the Walking off? Dead? Yes. 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 So he got killed off, which meant he was free to do Avatar. My pilot got picked up, which meant I wasn't free to do Avatar. Um, James Cameron's bought a hundred acres in New Zealand. He's he's full on into the em- environment thing and he's a full-on vegan and uh you know he's become a citizen down there so um, hopefully i'll get an opportunity in the future they're doing five of those movies so i think yeah it's a small island (laughs) (laughs) and five five avatar movies so from all around the world to that small island. He can have what any actor in the world yes. like Lucas. You know, people people like including Samuel L. Jackson gave up their SAG Union membership to work on Star Wars. What? You know, because George Lucas yeah. didn't work yeah. with unions. So so SAG actors had to forego their union. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that either. That's yeah. wild. Yeah, look, check up that story. George oh, yeah. Yeah. Up you know what? History. I would 
I would give up my sack to be honest. Didn't, didn't that all happen because he didn't want to put the credits at the beginning of the film? He wanted to do the cold open, and it was like the first one, and like all the unions like blackballed him. It was like a whole wow. thing. Wow. Well, I knew. Yeah, I didn't know the specifics of it. I just knew that he had a big falling out. Oh. He said, "I'll never make another movie in America." And oh yeah. He never did. He never did after that. But. Wow. Uh, yeah, hopefully he'd come out of retirement. I, I thought he retired too early, you know. It would have been great if he he, he helped to finance and produce a few mm-hmm. important movies. The Red Wing, one about, um, oh, I should know the name of that. I don't. I've seen too many movies, but. Oh, um, Tuskegee yeah. Airmen? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, uh, yeah. And uh, I don't know what he's doing now, but. Well, yeah. we got to talk about Siren, season three finale, just well, this, aired last week. This, yeah, yeah. And uh, wow, I, I um, now you you've brought a you have a new Siren fan because I was blown away by the, the effects, especially the underwater scenes in that finale. The visual effects are beautiful. Yeah. Um, they're they're comparable to Aquaman, you know. They, they really are. They yeah. really are on a, mu- on a much smaller budget. And, and right. the, crew we, the crew we have are, are just phenomenal. I mean, first, you know, I my character did did an underwater scene, and but that was kind of like dog paddling compared mm-hmm. to what our our actors who are playing mer- mermaids and mermen, yeah. what they, those yeah. guys have to do. But you have to go, you have to do the whole uh, deep diving training that you cannot go into the tank until you've gone through all the safety. You have to breath hold. You have to learn how to uh, use the, the breathing equipment. Um, uh, these, like our leads, they, they literally can breath hold for five minutes. They're extraordinary. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, so that, that was a requirement. All of this. Yeah. Uh, as an yeah. actor, you and have when, to be a good when swimmer. When they cast those characters, they, they tell them straight up, you know, there's a lot of under, there's a lot of tank water involved. Are you comfortable in water? Because uh, if you're not, you don't get cast because there's no, you can't get a, around it. They do everything. And, and then... The visual effects add all the tales and the and the details of their their flesh and and like you the the finale um, it just they do an amazing job. One of the things though that doesn't go in our favor as a show because of the visual effects is we're not a fast turnaround show. It takes a long yeah. time to do shows like this. You know, you, you write them, you have to you have to cast them. You, do, you have to do your tank rehearsals. Uh, you shoot eight eight days per episode, and Canada has a public holiday every month, so one mm-hmm. week you're only getting four days uh, a week. And and then the post production, by the time they edit it, they do mm-hmm. the sound, the additional dialogue, the soundtracks are always fantastic, and the visual effects. It takes a long time, and it costs a lot of money. So we we mm-hmm. become an ex- an expensive slow turnaround show. Yes. But the results did you have, have did you phenomenal. have any locations up there that like were your favorite locations? I'm pretty familiar um, with uh, Vancouver. I'm actually uh, I know Stephen Jackson from the production uh, of Siren and uh, one of the costumes. Yes, he he's great. We, we, we absolutely we're so lucky to have Steve. We've had him he's for amazing. Every season. Yeah, he's our godfather. Uh, he's one of the oldest cinema experienced cinematographers in Vancouver. Vancouver, you know, is the perfect location for Siren because it's it's set in the Pan Pacific. It's set yep. up like above and Seattle. It's so it's a small coastal community. Whitecliff yes. is beautiful. Um, freezing 
freezing, freezing cold. Um, we shot our two studios. We we have a lot of our set studios on the Vancouver Film Studio lot, and then in Port Moody. But everywhere you go in Vancouver is a postcard image. That's why it is. sixty. Good. You can tell. Can you hear all of that? I hear yeah. the sirens. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, you know, I mean, a couple of blocks up the right from me is the sheriff's station, West Hollywood, and then a few blocks down the other way is uh, Cedar Sinai, right Cedar by Sinai, the Beverly yeah. yeah. So you you hear these sounds quite often. Well, not as much as I have this past this week. week, right? This week for the past yeah. nine days, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, unreal. yeah. It's kind of gone on, and uh, it's I think it's gone on a lot longer than. Anyone really anticipated, but Absolutely. this but, too uh, shall pass. Um, anyway, Vancouver is beautiful. Um, it just the 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 everywhere you look, the sunset. It, it is incredibly cold though, because mm -hmm. you know oh, LA's yeah. ruined me. I had two back-to-back -back <laughs> winters, which nearly killed me. Yeah. I hadn't had a winter in years, and Vancouver. I mean, we're working in snow oh, and that yeah. chill. Um, but it's off the beautiful. water, especially yeah. in those areas. Yeah. Yeah. And there's 60 productions, American productions shoot mm -hmm. up there because you're in the, t the same time zone. Uh, you know, the clock doesn't go forward or back and the, it's, the it's, like a domestic, it's like a domestic flight. So it's right. across the border, but it's really like less than a three hour flight. Mm -hmm. So people can do it in a day. They can go up, work half a day on set and fly back to L.A. Wow. Um, so we don't know. We don't know. I think this is why there's a delay in whether the show is going to be renewed or not, because. Yes, um, I was going to ask about season they, four. No, they still haven't announced because they literally, okay. literally got to sit down and work out the logistics of all of this, because all of these shows are getting pushed to 2021. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how much yeah. studio space are you going to have? How many crew have you got? How many writers have you got to put all, push all of yeah. these shows into 2021? Right. It's going to be rough. That's, yeah, yeah it's cost quite I mean, a they have renewed. They have renewed their shows that are easy to shoot and that you can put on one set and that aren't expensive shows because they've right. got a fast turnaround. But right. our show, and they've also got Freeform, also has Motherland now, which is a fantastic show and yes. also has a lot of visual effects. I liked mm -hmm. it. I watched it because I was on lockdown, so I got. That's the the thing. The biggest advantage is I was able to spend three months following Siren and doing social media and watching Motherland and, you know. And watching Siren is something I'll be doing, Rena. I, I thought it was fantastic. I watched the pilot, then I watched the uh, the last two episodes of season three, and the, all the actors are incredible. And you're the lead, uh, uh, Aline Powell? Oh, yeah. She's, she is fantastic. And, uh, wow, she's, I mean, she, yeah. talk about the perfect perfect it's um, such a different show it's so different yeah, yeah. she looks you know she she i always thought this when i read the pilot and and i always thought if she doesn't work the show will never work if we do not believe that she's a mermaid nobody will ever buy into the show and it, it reminded me a lot of grim which is a show i used to watch i like grim mm -hmm. um you know, and but she was so extraordinary. She looked her look, her eyes, know, her, big, her big cheeks, her yes, eyes, and her eyes look classically trained. I mean, yes. from a very, very good family in Belgium and, and classically trained in London and ballet and acting. Mm -hmm. And um, 
you know, she did a, a, a role there in Game of Thrones. Uh, I should be able to tell you the episodes, but I can't. Um, oh, but yeah. she was, you know, this this came along and this finally, what, how she looked, it was like, was perfect. She looks like a mermaid. Absolutely. She absolutely she looks like a mermaid. And, and <clears throat> her underwater skills, seriously, holding her breath for five minutes and doing battle underwater, she's just a, a trooper. And and these kids, well, she's not a kid, she just turned 30. Um, you know, they're, they're really hard. The leads, that's the price you pay for being the lead. I'm kind of lucky. I'm the old girl. I bowl up two, two three days a week and I go to have four days off. So, you know. <laughs> Must be the life. <laughs> you, know, I get, you know, I get to have a life. I get to have a beautiful seawall. You know, the seawall no. Vancouver I, and, and I, Stanley I, Park. And oh, I love Stanley Park. But the price of being the lead is those kids yeah. are on every day, 12, 14-hour days every day. They, yeah. they work very, very hard and um, i noticed it with the uh the bad mermaids too the 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 antagonist they had those that same sinister look in their eyes that 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 aline captured as well and i just thought that the, it was just perfect casting for, for well they've also got con you know they've got contacts you've got blue-eyed mermaids and then you've got okay. uh, purple-eyed purple-eyed mermaid so that that helps to accentuate the, yes. the weirdness of the eyes oh cool that, that's good to know okay yeah yeah that, and the, and the latest cool. tribe were from uh antarctic and they're silver-eyed ah mm. so your character of helen is a human mermaid hybrid you have a she's a hybrid yeah but 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 your mermaid powers are few and far between i guess so yeah to speak. yeah I've got a few, you know, I've got this extra physical strength um, and I've also got good breath hold. Irene, I don't have great breath hold, but Helen does. <laughs> I love it. I love you know, it. If, if, if we renew, if we go to season four on the go, okay, Rena, you're going to be doing more tank work. Then, right. You, know, you got to be ready for that. You got to be ready for that. Work I love on it. the breath hold. But all I had to do was really a little paddle compared to what, what the mermaids or mer people have to do. So, yeah, I'm a hybrid and I kind of descend from the, the short story of this town as it's the town that's famous for its fantasy of mermaids and this folklore story about Charles Pownall, the founder of Bristol Cove, fell in love with a mermaid and they had this baby who became a hybrid and I came from that line. The, but his his family, his human family, just always thought that story was that he'd had an affair with a prostitute and that a child came from that prostitute and that I'm an offspring granddaughter of that prostitute but no it's actually that family comes to realize and learn throughout the three seasons that yeah no your great-great-grandfather had a had a had a child with a mermaid a real she, mermaid so. she wasn't a, she wasn't a hoe she wasn't a hoe <laughs> <laughs> well rena wow you've intrigued my interest with um siren uh i will be watching um this is an incredible show you can catch it all three seasons on demand on uh, on Xfinity and your cable network and the Freeform on demand. So um, a and great show. Yeah. Oh, Hulu. It's on Hulu. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for letting and me know Hulu, it's on Hulu. Hulu's the main. Like it, it kind of airs on on Freeform, then a day later it's available on Hulu. And I love Hulu, it. Hulu has a lot of 
the way basically it's going now is Disney Plus is keeping it to family content and right. the darker, mm. more adult stuff's all going to Hulu. So we're, we're you know we're all in the rat factory. Ooh, I love oh, it. Water, the mouse factory. The mouse. The mouse factory. factory yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You are. Well, Rita, this is a tremendous interview. Thank you so much oh, for so being a part of Below the Belt show. And before I let you go, if you could, let us know who you are, a little promo. Uh, maybe throw out uh, your character from Siren and Star Wars, and then let us know you're on Below the Belt show. And maybe you can do like a catchphrase or, or whatever you want at the end. Okay, okay, sure. Hey, nice to meet all of you guys. Eh? Nice to meet it's you, great too. to meet you all. Thank Stay you so here. much. Stay, oh, you're welcome. It's a pleasure. Stay safe, stay well, and, and, and make sure I come back again another time when I love that. Talk, yeah. talk about these non disclosure agreements. Yes. <laughs> and, and, maybe, and, maybe see, and we could see you next time, perhaps. That'd be fun. Yeah, I, I was happy. I was happy too. I told him. I told him. But I told him that my Zoom camera is better than Skype camera. I find that the Skype breaks up. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. I was happy oh, to I come thought on it was camera for you. Oh, guys. can you? Are you able to come on for a snapshot? Oh, not right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, if you could, come, yes, but if you could, let us know who you are yes, and because a little I, about. I texted my publicist today and said, tell them if they if they if they can do a Zoom invite, I can do camera, because the times I try to do Skype camera, maybe it's just my laptop and. It breaks up a lot. Zoom never breaks up. Hmm. Something we're uh, something we're still working on, but nonetheless, we, uh, no worries, no worries. We're just damn, thinking. Damn. Microsoft yeah. is paying us. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, something like that, right? Um, but uh, but uh, actually, I think think. See, you guys haven't broken up at all because I'm I'm using my phone. When I use Skype on my laptop, that's uh, when it breaks up. The camera uh, breaks up. Well, that's good to know because we we might not be able to get, no, get you have video. No, you guys have not gone fuzzy or fuzzy at all. Not <laughs> a, not at all. So no, but, no. Awesome. So you just give me a countdown and then I go below yes. the belt. I was about to yeah, go below the belt. Below the belt. Below below the belt. <laughs> and go. Welcome, Master Jedi. My name's Rena Owen. I'm best known for my role as Ton Wee in George Lucas's episode two, Attack of the Clones. Beth Hecker in New Zealand's film Once Were Warriors. And you can currently see me as Helen Hawkins in Siren, which is on Hulu. I'm also in another show that's also on Hulu called The Awful. And soon to come on to Hulu is an Australian miniseries called The Gloaming. And I'm very happy and very honoured to have have been here on Below the Belt. Check it out. One that take was awesome. wonder. Yeah. That was awesome. Round of applause. Round of applause. Rena, thank you so much for being on the oh, show. So, listen, make sure you tell Craig, because I said to him today, he said, he, he just said, I said, tell him to send me a Zoom link and we can, I can go on camera. I was going to okay. put some makeup on for you guys. Okay. Oh. Maybe, because, maybe because it was, you know, we, we actually ended up with the protesting start, starting in West Hollywood today. Yeah. And maybe right. that's because he sounded quite flustered. And he said, no, look, just let's keep it to what it is. So I said, oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, so that, uh, that, it was still a great interview. Nonetheless, a phenomenal. Thank you so much for Next calling. time, next time. Next time. Great to meet Definitely. you guys. Absolutely. Alrighty.
Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Wow. Guys, that was Rena. She's awesome. Owen. Orville, Star Wars, Siren, all your favorite um, fandom she is a part of. So, um, you, you know, that's the second Star Wars person I've gotten to interview. And yes, so far, the Star Wars people are just so nice. They're so nice. <laughs> they seriously are. Yes. Maggie, you should tell us who you interviewed recently from yes, the Star Wars universe. I, I recently interviewed Emily Swallow, who plays the yeah. armor on The Mandalorian. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it was a fantastic, like, 45-minute long phone call. Yes. And it was just, like, so great. She's such Wasn't a sweetheart. She great? Yeah, she's, she's so fantastic. Sweet. I'm so glad you got to experience that. Cause we, and we, I, I've met you know. quite a few Star Wars people over my years. Yes. So they've all been absolute sweethearts. Yeah. Yes, I have to say the same thing. Every single one. And, of course... Very brief, but um, great. Uh, just a couple questions with Warwick Davis was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who do who else did we interview from the fandom? One of the um, one of the um, the I, I don't know. Troopers? No, no, no. I know what a stormtrooper is. It's the one. And stormtrooper. And Rogue. I think I know what a stormtrooper is. And Rogue. Death trooper. Guys with those metal, those weird helmets that the that death, da- the that Darth Vader. That Darth Vader had, had a uh, altercation yeah. with in Rogue One, that pivotal last scene of Rogue One that he goes. Oh, oh. Those yeah. Guys. I can't yeah. remember what their names. Eggheads is what we've called them. Eggheads, yeah. the eggheads. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I remember interviewing one of those guys too. So. <laughs> That's awesome. But uh, but yeah, I just a couple of things before we wrap up tonight's show, guys. It was a phenomenal show so far. Just a couple of uh, people that have pa- sadly have passed away that we have to you know acknowledge and pay respects. Sure. include um oh this one said uh chris trousdale he was in a boy band called dream street um passed away due to complications from covid19 Damn. yeah and this guy was only 34 years old man Shit, that's too young man yeah just Younger a month than me that's no yeah, good a, a month away from his july birthday when he passed away dude oh that's awful yeah so it affects the young and the old and and another um actor actress that passed away due to COVID-19 was Peggy Pope who worked on the show soap and nine to five. She was the office secretary, Margaret. Um, she uh, passed away due to COVID uh, related issues as well. Um, um, and some other passings include Anthony James, an actor who appeared on in the heat of the night and unforgiven um, died of cancer. Also, um, Mary Pat Gleason um, from Cinderella's Story recently appeared on Mom on the, on CBS. Hmm. Um, died of cancer as well at the age of seventy. Um, Marge Redmond uh, from the sitcom Flying Nun, the age of ninety five, had passed away. And we sadly know what took the life of actor Gregory Tyree Boyce. An actor that appeared in Twilight, um, he died from drug use, um, fentanyl and cocaine intoxication, um, and it was ruled accidental. So that's a certainly, certainly sad um, that that happened. So, um, so just our um, condolences go out to um, those that passed, um, and of course everybody that's affected by this pandemic who has passed. People that have uh, sadly have passed away due to the the riots and the um, the cops, the cops and the the this 
Oh, the unbelievable, un, just crazy, appalling things that are happening in the world right now. The world um, people, is a bit of a mess. <laughs> so, um, thoughts and prayers go out to everyone affected by it. But, uh, but yes, it's it's been a good show, guys. Thank. Uh, we'd like to thank everybody that's been a part of this panel. Um, let's uh, go around and start with the one and only Chachi McFly, the king of the eighties. Good seeing you guys again. Yep. The one thing that's always see- constant in this world is below the belt show. Below the belt show still in production, guys. Still yeah, we still got it. <laughs> and no matter no matter um, pandemics, riots, meteors falling out of the sky, we're still here. <laughs> Thank God. And of course, Big Nick, the captain, closing words. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Thank you for flying Air deep Shit, there it is. <laughs> Thank you for flying Air BTB. Please stay in your seats. The whole plane's going down now. (laughs) Until the plane comes to a complete stop. And try not to fuck it all up. (laughs) And the one and only Maggie Lovett, podcaster, journalist, Screen Actors Guild, speller actress, glider. Uh, a little pup- bit of everything. Puppeteer. Um, Maggie, you did so great on your debut episode Thank of Blue Love to have you back. You're, you're great. The Master of Puppets. The Master of Puppets. That's a good yeah. nickname. Yeah. That is yes. pretty good. And if, uh, everybody if, everybody has like a little nickname. Do you like Master I like of Puppets? That. Sure. <laughs> I love it. Sure. And or I was going to say, gen- if, any, if anybody wanted to follow me on Twitter, you can find me yes. at Maggie of the Town. Um, my writing's on there. My podcasts are on there. You can find everything on there. Nice. Plug that social media away for With sure. Yes. Master of Puppets. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I like that. All right. Um, and that all your uh, all the podcast information is on your official Twitter. Yes. Awesome. Everything's on there. Both right. websites and uh, where you can follow us. Yeah. Perfect. And just and uh, we have some birthday shout outs with uh, obviously you know we sadly announced the people that had passed away. Birthday shout-outs include Anderson Cooper of CNN. Um, happy birthday. Um, actor Vic Sahay of Chuck, 49 today. Um, Mickey James of The Good Wife is 39. Actor Josh Cigar of Chicago PD is 34. Uh, Lelaine Dupree from Lizzie McGuire is 33. And Ann Winters from 13 Reasons Why is 26. That's birthdays today. Happy birthday to those um, celebrating a birthday today. And um, yes, we got, uh, we're back next week, Below the Belt Show, back for another great edition. And we'd like to thank everybody here for being a part of the show. And until next week, stay safe and peace out, guys. Till next cool. time. See ya. Awesome. Awesome, See you guys. guys. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.